in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Welcome back in, everybody. It is Tuesday, July 25th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you live once again from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you, including getting you your MBA in just 12 months. Business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land you know it's better as the big X, Mike Rutherford, with the big guy back here, healthy, raring to go, looking good. Trevor Kelsey's in the house. We apologize for the the late cancellation of yesterday's show. Uh, TK was feeling under the weather, thought he could do it, and then he, he got close to airtime, and he was like, "Can't do it. Don't want to yak and, and and poop all over the the studio." That's like that was the exact text that you sent. I think it was in the poop and yak order, though. <laughs> That's. That's that's my memory. I can't tell which one's which. Are you feeling better today? I yeah, like I'm feeling a little, a little, a little rusty, but yeah, healthy-ish. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm just uh, just getting back into it. I still got a. I'm getting get a little get a little better sleep. I'm probably gonna go home and probably conk out early tonight. That's so probably a good move for you. Yeah, I probably won't be up too too late tonight. I was, I I woke up last, yesterday. I finally woke up around like I think it was around like seven or eight. Like started like ate a little something, kind of you know woke up for a little bit, watched a little TV, and then. And conked about out kind of early last night as well, so probably probably try to get to bed early tonight. Well, glad to have you back. Uh, we we got plenty to talk about, so this should be a you, know, you, you won't have to exert yourself. We've got ACC oh, media day I going on. <laughs> Conserve your energy today, Trevor. All right. Uh, we got ACC media day going on. We're gonna hear from Jeff Brom. Ashton Gelati's hair was fantastic. Uh, we've got some some funny stuff from there. It's also TBT day. The Ville team is playing tonight at Freedom Hall at seven o'clock. Uh, plenty of stuff nationally going on. We can catch up with some of the stories that we didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday. But uh, yesterday, weird day for me. So like, like I'm thinking it's going to be this just just jam packed Monday, and I'm, I'm a little exhausted. We had a busy weekend, trying to catch up a little bit. But I'm like, I'm like, man, I've got uh, you know, stuff to catch up on writing wise. I've got the show, and then I'm supposed to go right from here to to checks in Mutual for the L and M eats the the, the Luke. Uh, Burgess and Madam Madam Sanker have been doing that thing where they go around to various restaurants in Louisville with guests, and they they film this this show. They'd asked me to do it a while back, and and last night was going to be my day to do it. And 
Yeah, they've been like, can you do it at 6? I'm like, I, I'll leave right from here. I'll get there at 6.30. So I don't – you text in, like you said, you thought you were going to be able to do the show. show gets closer. You realize this is not going to happen. Yeah, I wish you'd seen the text before. I felt bad you drove over. because I know I sent it late, but I probably sent it before you left your house. Yeah, I guess I just didn't see it because so you did text. and You text you know, me and Dugan, and I get over here. I pull in the parking lot. And I, I look down, and that's when I see it. I'm like, son of a <laughs> like, you know, so I, I knew I shouldn't have muted his, his number. <laughs> no, so, so I, I see the text, and I get over here at like 2.50. Like, I'm not going not gonna, to not gonna be able to make it. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you know, feel better, guy, big guy, all this stuff. And I, I'm like, so so no show. And just nobody responds. <laughs> so I was like. Well, including uh, me, I guess, technically after that. But uh, I mean. Yeah, I was, I was like, did it, I was like, it, you know, do we have anybody else that can do this? Scoots, I, I, talked to, I, I texted him. And he was like, wish I could. I'm already over here. I think Patrick's in, in California. So I was like, okay. Where was, where was Scoots at? Over at the hotel or something? I, I think he, yeah, he was doing. He, he, he gave, was golfing. He gave a legitimate excuse. I, I can look up what it was. Well, he also was worried about you. He's like, I haven't got a hold of him in a couple of days. Um, yeah, he texted me. He texted me Sunday night. He just said I would if I could, actually. So he didn't give a, he didn't give an excuse. But yeah, I think said, he was golfing, probably. <laughs> but just said if he could, he'd love to do the show, but he couldn't. So after sitting here for a little bit of time, like three ten, I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll go home. And Alan, the guy who's coordinating all the the L and eat stuff, he hits me up and he's like, man. I, I hate to do this, Uh-oh. but like, but Madden's got to. He's got to catch a plane at like at like six forty five, so it's it's gonna be kind of a tight fit. Like I don't know if we're gonna be able to. And I was like, great news actually, this this works out well. <laughs> I was like, my radio show just got canceled at the last second. Like I can be there at five thirty, five forty, like whenever you all need. The way you say that, you actually get canceled off the air. Like you're, you've been pulled off the plug. Like I've been canceled well, today. It's, it's how it felt. <laughs> well, I can hear him being like, again, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah, last <laughs> second. Yeah, no. But uh, so so I'm like. Hey, something good's coming out of this. He's like, he's like, awesome, perfect. Uh, you know, if you can be there at like five forty, that works out well for us. They've got a hard out. Uh, they, you know, they've got to go catch flights. I'm like, boom, done. So I go home, get a little bit more work done, do some like odd jobs that I've been putting off or haven't had time for. I'm like, oh, this is actually going to wind up being a productive day. I'm, I get dressed, like literally, I'm walking out the door, and he texts. He's like, so, so sorry. Uh, they've been called into like an emergency offensive line meeting. They've both got to go. That we're gonna have to reschedule. I'm like, nobody wants to work with me today. <laughs> I'm raring to go. I had this jam-packed schedule, and it just turns out I was like, uh, I would have like slept for four hours like, if I'd known. Enjoyed a nice Monday off. I would, yeah, no, I would have made some extra plans here ahead of time if I'd known that this was gonna be the way that it was gonna play out. But uh, yeah, I think we'll try to reschedule that at some point. But it was just a, it was just kind of a, a different, weird Monday. I know a little bit, you know, weirder for you since you're yakking and pooping everywhere, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Weird for me as well, in different reasons. Uh, text us on the Thornton text. I'm supposed to say note. stomach things. Sorry. Well, you you told a graphic story about yourself on Gene Snyder, like in our third month of being on the air. So <laughs> at that point, I felt like I had the I had the green light to well, go ahead. Gym, and that was a gym, legitimate food poison. Throw out all euphemisms <laughs> when discussing your illnesses. I felt like that was my green light. Plus, I was wondering if people were going to find. It was a shirt like this one, actually. Was it? Yeah, it was. I was wondering. I had like three of these. <laughs> YouTube cameras coming next week. You'll be able to see that thing. Yeah. Uh, text us on the Thornton's text line today. Way. If you've got you, you get twenty four hours extra of pent up. Text line thoughts. I'm sure people are going to be mad at us for not doing the show. Uh, text us, though, at 502-414-1450. Download the Refreshing Rewards app as well. Go to Thornton's. 
on the app store there you go i got it out there on the app store search thornton's download that thing go to any one of these 65,972 area thornton's locations you'll be able to use that app to save yourself some money at the pump save yourself some money inside and when you're done doing all that text us at 502-414-1450 yeah no, I, I hate like this came on the heels of, of me having to take a sick day last week and because i I, you know, I put out the news i was like trevor's not feeling well these people were like you guys are the most unreliable i'm like I'm sorry. I, I, I know. We have limited resources here. We're doing the best we can. I wish we had a staff of like 75 producers. We don't. If somebody wants to come in here and produce the show, and then somebody on, the, on, the, on Twitter was like, if Trevor can do it, I feel like pretty much any of us can, 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 can produce the show. I'm like, feel free. Come on. Stop by. Put Give it lights. a shot. Make it happen. Uh, so that's, yeah, that, but that didn't happen. But you are feeling better. You are rearing to go. I'm, 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 I'm rearing and, and ready. We're going to talk about Jeff Brom. So yeah. Should, that should pep you up. Um, should be good stuff. How, before you got sick, though, how was the weekend? We have not uh, actually had a really – the thing was it was a really like, jam-packed, fun weekend. Really? Yeah, like I got a lot done up until like uh, up until I started like exiting. Um, I got uh, – I ended up rewatching the first season of Heels on Stars with season two coming out next weekend. Uh, don't don't worry about watching it. It's a wrestling thing. And okay. if it wasn't a wrestling thing, I probably wouldn't actually be into it myself. Um, I got I did I, I got to I, I watched like a John Candy marathon, which included um, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles, and uh, the the more underrated Brewster's Millions. Now the way you laid this out, I thought it was gonna be like you were out and about and like doing stuff. Oh like, no, I didn't. I, I got I home. It was just gonna be like you just doing normal. No, no I got home Friday. Stuff. I got home Friday night from uh, doing the bass game, and I didn't leave until. Um, Today, okay. So, so <laughs> n- not what I, I my the surprise in my voice was over you being like real jam packed weekend. Oh yeah, when well, I, I, I realized it was just from watching I, again. Again, I did. I did you not hear me? I said marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was exerting myself. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I got some you know some door dashes. I did some some uh, some hanging around the house. It was it was a. It was a good full weekend until you know I was too full and had to let go. <laughs> Are you trying to throw any restaurant under the bus this time? Uh, no, the only the only one I'm a little mad at is uh, Saturday night. I ordered something, and I ordered it like I, I don't want to put. It, I'm not going to throw them under the bus by name, but like I ordered it and it was like with like 35, 45 minutes left for them taking orders, and I was like, well, I, just, I don't really don't do that, but you know what? Screw it. So I ordered it, and I'm sitting there waiting, and finally, like, I get a note, like, a message from the dashboard, and like, they said they don't even have your order. I'm like, those bastards, they got the order, they just didn't want to make it. I know, I know how it is in the kitchen. I've seen the bear for season one. So I'm like, I was like, all right, I just cancel it, and I had to cancel it, and DoorDash was like, well, we, you canceled it so late, we're going to have to still, like, charge you, and uh, I was like, yeah, I don't see that happening. I was like, you don't want to lose my business, people. So I, I end up. I'm a top 0.5 percent. Yeah, I'm like you, you really want to you really want to lose my business over 50 bucks. I mean, do, do you really? Because I mean, I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze on that one. Uh, I did do some planning and got my money back, but I did I did I did want the dasher to get their their tip though. I did do that. Good. Good Make sure they got to like 11 dollars still. So. Got a boy. Uh, but now yeah, it was I mean pretty pretty good week pretty good Sounds weekend. Impact. Yeah, it was it was yeah. What about I mean I'm sure you watched as much as I did. Watched what? <laughs> TV movies, uh, yeah. I mean, we watched. We finished Ted Lasso last week, so that was good. Yeah, um, finished that months ago. But okay. we watched an episode of Jack Ryan. That was good. Oh, wow. an episode. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Fred, Virginia went to. <laughs> we we Mary took Virginia and and her sister Laura took her daughter Audrey to this showing of Cinderella 
in Stephen Foster Amphitheater in Barstown, which apparently is very good. It was it was really cool. They both were very into it. Virginia's all about Cinderella now. She was like singing, dancing. She got to meet Cinderella and Prince Charming afterwards. She was very excited oh, about wow. that. You know, so yeah. By the time they got home, she was completely crashed out. So it was just a it was, it was dudes' night. Just me and John hanging out there. Um, we had we went to. So like you were ready for a John Candy marathon. Yeah. I mean, no better father son bonding moment. Well, no, it was pretty much just like go to sleep so I can watch the Reds game. And oh. that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, yeah, we, we had a good weekend. We some pool time. Got out and about a little bit. That was uh, it was fun. Got some relaxation time as well, and then I got a little extra extra few hours last night. So, <laughs> so so that was good. The Reds not not helping the the mental state though. No, Blue Jays aren't doing much better though. It makes you feel better. Well, the Reds can beat everybody besides the Brewers. Which is that's an important step to beat though. It's I mean it's becoming. I, I I'm sick of these. Mother bleeping brewers in this mother bleeping month of July. I saw that meme out there. It's it's the best way to sum up my feelings because the Reds can beat everybody besides Milwaukee, and it's driving me crazy. Two and nine against the Brewers. These next two games are the last two that they're going to play against them this season, and they just they become like a different team when they play the Brewers. It's so obnoxious to watch. Um, I, I got a question for you. Hit me. Okay, so I was kind of like off the social media grid over the weekend. Sure. Why? Why is just there's why is it's called X now. What's with the X on Twitter? Oh boy. Uh, Elon Musk has changed Twitter to to X. <laughs> just X. It's just X. <laughs> okay. Any reason why? I, I, so are they called tweets anymore? Are they called no. They're called. I don't know how to pronounce it, but they're called X eats. X eats. I guess. Eats. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. All I know is like so. If you're search, like a Twitter star, you're an X star, X-rated star now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Type in X videos and see. <laughs> oh, I no, I don't have to do that. I know that well. Somebody did <laughs> one of the because there've been a, it's million, a good site. There've been a million <laughs> tweets about this now at, at this point or Zeets now at this point. When did this happen? Like, because I like was on Friday, Friday night or Saturday. It had to be Saturday because I was on some Twitter on Friday night a little bit. I think it was Friday. He was saying like it's going to change on Saturday, and then sure enough, it did change on okay. Saturday. But the, my favorite out of all the because you know there've been obviously. A billion posts about this now, well, but my I favorite was somebody. Later. Yeah, somebody lined up the icons on their phone. You know, every like website has like a tiny little icon in a box. Yeah, and it had like six back to back to back, and they all look exactly. They're all like the letter X in some way, shape, or form. They all look basically exactly the same. And the guy was like, five of these are porn sites, and the other is Twitter." <laughs> Twitter. I was like, "Well, well, like in the bar, so it's still Twitter.com though." I think Twitter.com now redirects to X. Okay, because like the, when I went to open up, open it up here on my computer, like we have. I that you're just finding this out. I have certain sites saved, and it's usually like where it is. There's like an X with a red dot, and I'm like, did I go on that site on here without knowing? I mean, it does throw me off now. Yeah, when, like, when I see that that like little logo at the top, I'm like, what was I looking at? And like, I mean, oh, it's it's just Twitter. I mean, I used to. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm like, I, I usually don't do that on the computer. Works the work computer. I mean, save that for the phone. Yeah. Not that, you know. Uh, I also have to ask you this question, and we're not we're not going to do this today anyway, so if you haven't, have you watched the 93 Liberty Bowl yet? I have. You have? I watched it on Saturday. Okay. Well, I, I was going to postpone. We should probably still go ahead and postpone this till tomorrow because there's just there's there's more to talk about today than there will be tomorrow with the TBT going on. Yeah, it was uh, I, the one 
The only thing I have a problem with it was I don't know maybe unless I watched a different feed that is out there, but the one I watched was a little grainy. And, it's, it was tough. It was and tough. yeah, it, it kind of skips at certain points, and it's you know, it was not it wasn't quite as good as the last two that we've watched. No, 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 no. And then, you can I, still get the you, you get the gist of what's going on. Maybe the best part is how it kind of cuts off with like twelve seconds left in the game and goes to Louisville Hawaii it, basketball. It, it does, and like, but you can't even <laughs> see the video. We watched the exact same. Video. Yeah, so like all you it's 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 I don't know the best way to describe it if you've never watched it like a, a a VHS cassette, but and some people out there probably haven't listened to the show, but like it's like the lines are through it and you can hear them, but you can't see it. And the, the like the last thing you hear is like. Michael Ruffin with and one. I'm like, Michael Ruffin, awesome. Scored like a million points. Yeah, game, I was I like. <laughs> but it was like the video like that they do before. You can't see it. You're just in the music. And I'm sitting there like jamming going, I wish I knew what was going on. Like, I know I was going to do. I did. It was going to be Louisville in Hawaii until they actually heard him say it. Now, there is also, there's like a secondary video. If you if you don't have the time to watch the full, whatever it is, like two hours it was two hours, nineteen minutes. Yeah, that, that's, that's that included a Sybil Shepherd halftime show that I didn't know. I, I, I skipped through that. Oh, I did. not I watched it. It was entertaining. Uh, th- there is like a, a quicker version if you want to watch it. I think it's like forty minutes on there. It's like it says no huddle, I believe. So if you wanted oh, to, oh no, I don't want that. I was more disappointed we didn't have the commercials in this one. I same. When I saw the length, I assumed we were getting like the full broadcast with like maybe the halftime cut out. Yeah. But it was yeah, we missed the. I, I was I was ready for the nostalgia because the commercials were kind of the funnest part of the the, the first two that we've. Watched. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we did get some of the halftime show of, of uh, Corso and um, Tariko talking about the uh, the Orange Bowl with the uh, with Florida State and Notre Dame or no Florida State and Nebraska. Excuse me, which Florida State would go on and win win their first national title that year, but. I mean, we got a little bit of that and mixed in with Civil Shepherd. And then we'll back talk about again. tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to do that uh, second hour tomorrow. Wow, man, another day removed. I don't hope I can remember much of it. Take some notes. I didn't take notes. Well, okay. My favorite part was the 900 numbers on the bottom, okay, too. Okay, we're going to get to all of that. We're going to get to all of that. We'll do it tomorrow at 4 since we've been set back a day this week in our schedule. All right. You know, we have these things penciled in. Yeah, we. The schedule is airtight. We write it down. It's deadlocked. It's in. It's not in pencil. It's in ink. It's in Fast drying ink, so we have to uphold that. But what if it's invisible ink, like in Roger Rabbit? It's definitely not invisible ink. When I met you, I talked like this. (laughs) I'm also seeing now that uh, DePaul has infiltrated our campus. There's a DePaul truck on campus, like a DePaul Blue Demons full-on painted van. It's like a molesting van, and it's right there on campus. People have sent it to me now. They are the devils. They're just... They're rubbing it in our face. They beat us two years ago. They think, they think they're going to beat us again this uh, December, and now they're just there. They probably are. Well, that's, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> they still shouldn't be rubbing it in our that's face. They don't have any confidence. Uh, yeah. So, so anyways, uh, let's get to – we can go ahead and start, unless you have any other good TK stories from over the week. No. I mean, other than just still just learning that the Twitter is no longer Twitter. I mean, It's X. X. <laughs> I don't know how long that's going to last, but okay. Uh, other than that, no, I mean. You can X-follow people. I mean, I thought we could talk about, you know, how Brewster's Millions is, is a great underrated 80s movie. I do like Brewster's Millions. You, you know Brewster's Millions? Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. With, I, I've seen Brewster's Millions. Oh, wow. I was I, shocked at that, actually. I enjoy Brewster's Millions. Oh. It's a good film. It is an excellent film. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it. That was yeah, that's the highlight. That and I watched the, the, the Liberty Ball. thought we were going to talk about it. Well. Apparently, I was wrong. Tomorrow. 
What else did I miss? What else? Oh, I did see some, I did see some other news, by the way. But I'll see if you, I'm sure you'll bring it up. About what? About Louisville football. What in particular? Well, I don't know. Maybe you didn't see it. Maybe I didn't. With the new robbery. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Okay. We actually, I mean, why not? We can get right into it now. Well, we can get into whatever you want to talk about. Now. I see Bronny trending for the wrong reasons too, as well. Yeah, right that's a, that's a scary thing. That's a, that's insane. Yeah, cardiac arrest. Uh, second, the second player in two years at USC. They had the the big kid had a heart attack last year during. Like, that's got to be a coincidence, right? I don't, I, I don't know. That's a, that's it's a scary deal for sure. Uh, but he apparently the craziest thing about this to me is it happened yesterday afternoon. Oh, it did? Monday at 12.15 during a workout. Well, now I wasn't on social media last night, so I don't know if it did. It didn't come out until today. Like, oh, so it did just. Like, like, they, they some, in this day and age where, you know, if, any, if, if a, especially a person of Bronny James's stature, like farts, it, it's on social media. Within, normally, yeah. Yeah, before the, the stench has gone away. This, the well put, the, the, the fact that this, thank you, did not come out until today was sort of just shocking. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, Bronny James had, went to cardiac, cardiac arrest. He's now out of the ICU. In stable condition, um, but uh, LeBron put out a statement, I think, or through his attorney or, or his agent or somebody saying, you know, we, we send our deepest thanks to the USC medical staff and the athletic staff for their incredible work, and you know, we please respect our privacy during this time, and I think that's probably all gonna, we're going to get for a while, but definitely a, a scary situation. But, yeah, that's been – that has dominated the news today so far, and certainly, you know, we wish, wish our best to Bronny as well. Big fan of the show. He loves us. Well, he was going to come here, but, you know. Nike money. Originally, he was he was going to he was going to sign with Louisville, but he, he politics forced him to change his mind. His dad did. That Andy Enfield offense just <laughs> lured him in there, but uh, yeah, certainly we hope that he's he's okay. But the the uh, the news from yesterday, and this, yeah, this this would have been something that we definitely dove dove into heavily yesterday. Was uh, Louisville and Miami are now going to start playing for a Howard Schnellenberger Trophy. Something that I thought Louisville and UK should have been doing years ago. In fact, we have little Howard in there right now, as you see him. And that they, they do have the what the Howard Schnellenberger MVP award. No, that's the Paul Horning MVP award. I thought no, that was Schnellenberger, wasn't it? Is the Schnellenberger award? I think you might be right. Yeah, I think they they did throw the like throw him a bone by giving the MVP award, which is fine. But you know what? I mean, in, in hindsight, if, Louis, if this is going to get Louisville to play Miami every year, I like that idea. Well, we are playing Miami every year. Well, I mean, I, I wanted that. Bring it. It's already happened. And second, I mean, the trophy. I know you've seen. I'm sure you posted on Twitter on the X. It's pretty cool. Which, by the way, should we see them? We're the X. Uh, this is big news for us. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, we're the X. Now think about it. When people say you go, I'm, I'm heading over to X. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I assume I, you're streaming the show, not going to Twitter. Yeah, that. I mean, between our lawsuit and Patrick Stewart, this might have to man to pull this away, change it back to Twitter. But uh, I mean, I, the, the trophy's cool. I almost. Kind of wish it would be a pipe, but I guess in today's pipe would be nice culture, you can't do that. You got to go cowboy boots, which I don't know. Well, I like the fact that they're like I don't know if you even saw this. Like they're legitimately his boots. His yeah, boots. Like, yeah. He, he wore these boots. They had them bronze. I saw. I did hear that. Yeah. Because at first that. I'm like, that's that. cool, but kind of weird. You know, whatever. It's like who who made these giant boots? I'm like, oh well, if they were really Schnelly's boots, then that makes it cooler to me. I don't. Know, I just don't think of Schnellberg boots is like not one of the things that come to my mind. Same. I mean, but still, I mean, like I said, you can't. I guess you can't put a pipe on there. To get a little scowling face trophy. <laughs> I mean, the pipe would be really awkward looking because it'd be so small. You'd have this big base of a trophy, and then like you have a little pipe on top of it. It would look kind of awkward, kind of like framing like a 
And it's like, you know, next to like the lion's head and the rhino head is like a mouse head, you know, on your wall of like <laughs> animal heads. Just imagine yeah. the fake <laughs> outrage, though, if you had a bunch of, you know, 19, 22 year olds fake smoking out of a giant pipe. That'd be after, awesome. After they won a game. I mean, it'd be incredible. <laughs> you know, we, we already fake drink it. You know, the, the, we used to do the. The keg and nails, they would do the keg stands after yeah. whoever won. Like, you know, just like fake lighting up the pipe and just like taking a huge rip. <laughs> Dude, I mean, yeah, just look, it'd, be, it'd be great if you, you could even hit it. Yeah, I mean, it actually worked. I mean, it, it could be like a fake, you bought like, you know, vape or something. But Backup long snapper Toby Anderson's <laughs> fake collapsing after taking a huge rip of the Snelly pipe. Uh, that would have been great. But as much as I wish Louisville and UK would have it, you know what? It's probably better off. UK didn't deserve to be honored by Schnellenberger anyway, just because he played there. He should be better known for between the two programs that he literally resurrected and gave life to, and that is us. You know, no offense, Florida Atlantic. But they like the stepchild later on in life, and you no one cares about. But you'd see uh, the Joe of the modern family. So you're the uh, so it should, it's appropriated between Louisville, and Miami. I know that like because Howard went to Kentucky. Yeah, he played there. Yeah, but I feel like when people think Schnelly, you know, they think they think Miami probably. They think but, Miami yeah. first. I think they probably do think us to a, a lesser extent. I mean, especially around here, they probably think FAU. Like I don't think anybody. It's sort of like a little tidbit, like, oh, he actually played at Kentucky. I think that that has to come up. So it does make more sense for us to have this with Miami than I think it would with with UK, um, just because, I mean, his two. I mean, hell, they may think like even ahead of us, they may think about his failed tenure at Oklahoma more than than us. I mean, or his time a, with the Colts. I mean, yeah, that was a, a big deal at the time. But I mean, certainly around here, he's known for doing things at U of L that at that point in time we weren't entirely sure were possible, and really kind of laying the foundation for the success that the program would have uh, over the decades to come. So yeah, I think that's a cool thing. And, yeah, it does fit well because Louisville, starting this year with the new ACC scheduling model, you know, Miami's one of the three teams that they're going to play every single season. So Who are the two from Miami again? Uh, Virginia and well, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Okay. So, Virginia, I should have known. That was yeah, Virginia's worst thing. Yeah, they're going to force this rivalry down our throats until we – leave the conference. But Still don't care about them either. <laughs> Miami, playing them every year I think is cool. And, yeah. and then now having this traveling trophy will be something. I mean, we don't have Cincinnati anymore. That's the, the old rivalry trophy that we used to play for against a conference opponent. We've, we've still got the Governor's Cup with Kentucky. Now this at least adds one more thing to look forward to and, and maybe you know, a, a little bit of juice. We've been waiting for like a, a true football ACC rival to emerge. And don't get me wrong, I know Miami's always going to have rivals that are ahead of us, and Kentucky's always going to be ahead of them for, for us on our side. But, like, the Virginia rivalry is not really a rivalry. We Florida State, we've played great games against, but I, I, don't, I still don't see that as, like, a, a big-time rivalry. Again, primarily because FSU has like seven rivals already. And then you know Clemson and us, we had a nice little thing going for a while, but we have not beaten them since joining the conference. It's hard to call that a rivalry. It's one of those robberies on one side, but not the other kind of. Yeah, I mean, I think for like a while they there, yeah. like, they, like they have, they definitely have feelings of ill will towards us, back dating back to the first four years because all four of those games were so close, and certainly the, you know, the Lamar versus Deshaun Watson stuff. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's you know, we we have not beaten them, so it's hard to really call them a rival. And, and then, I mean, Wake Forest is probably the closest we've come, but they don't care about us that much, and we don't care about them that much. So, yeah, this adding a little bit of pep into this Louisville-Miami series, which now is going to become an annual thing, is a, is a good thing. Hopefully this game can be one of the ones that we circle and one of those games that you look at and you're like, even if they're down or we're down, you still get a little bit juiced up for it just because it's, it's Louisville-Miami, there's some bad blood, whatever. Like the, and if Jeff Brom can keep recruiting Florida, 
That's only going to add to that. And there's been some gas in the fire of this, of this robbery. If you look back, I mean, some the, decent history over the years. Yeah, the 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 the, the carry the carry Rhodes dropped interception game, then returned back to the Mario Radio butt kicking game and. and Bowl game, Teddy Bridgewater's uh, last game. Yeah, we, him throwing the U up at him and then having to apologize. We smacked him down our first. Was it the first ACC game we had here? First uh, game yeah, of Friday. Pacino. Was that a Friday night? I think or it was the Monday night. Was it Monday night? Labor okay. Day. That was a night game. I couldn't remember which which night that. It's crazy. Yeah, that was. I was actually one of the last games. I think I went to a Cardinal Stadium. That was probably the wildest atmosphere we've had for an ACC game, which is kind of sad since it was our very first I one. Know. But that was a. a Hell of an atmosphere. Uh, that was that was an awesome game. So we yeah, were like with three. No, they they they, they, they smoked the crap out of the end of the game. last two times we played. They beat us. Yeah, the one game where they scored on every time they touched it. Yeah, they yeah they because we had we did have college game day here for the COVID year yeah. when the ACC was one of like three conferences playing and we were the best game uh, since two thousand. That went Florida's our record three and two and three versus them. Well, they beat us again. No. They've beaten us the last two times they played. So pretty badly. Three and three. I think since 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 when? No, no, we beat them. We beat them twice since two thousand. Well, we beat them in oh six. We beat them in twenty thirteen. Yeah, we beat them in twenty fourteen. The bowl game, so that's three, and then we've lost three to them. I think we're three and three. Yeah, it sounds about right. We're either three and three or we're three and four, because we lost the the oh four game. We lost the the game last year. We lost the game I think two years ago, three years ago. Uh, so yeah, it's it's it, the games have been memorable, but. It's been. We need to go ahead and get that back on our side. But I'm, I'm glad they're doing something to honor Howard. God, the internet here just sucks. It just it's it's, it's back. To, it, it's your fault. Ever since you came back, the good run of internet that we had is just gone. I can get nothing to load. I can't get the text line to load. I can't get anything going. That's because I'm using all the internet on this on this X website. So we are. <laughs> <laughs> so we are three and eleven against them all time with one tie. Yeah, but the the but recently yeah, I'm since 2000 because before that I know we lost them a couple times in the 80s I think and so they smoked us in in 2020 and 2019, yeah, and then we beat them 2014, 2013, 2006, and then yeah, so you're right since since uh, since the the new century, we are three and three against them and really should be I mean we should be four and two, the yeah, o, the yeah, O4 game yeah, will always well, 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 yeah I'll never forget I mean just. That was maybe the most excited I've been at a Louisville, for a Louisville football game at that point in my life, and so it, this was my this was my sophomore year at Dayton, and I think I, like in the the classes that I had like because I was in like this little core group where we all the same people were in most of my classes freshman and sophomore year, like I definitely had established the reputation of being like this guy cares about Louisville sports way too much, and like so the day after it was a Thursday night game the Kerry Rhodes game, and I we had class on Friday. And when I came into that class, I mean, you would have thought that, like, everybody in the world knew that my entire family had died in a horrible plane crash. Like, they just, like, nobody was, like, people were just, like, hey, man, like, let me know if you need to talk. <laughs> it's just, like, I'm not ready yet. I, I may never be ready. I don't know if it's, I don't, I don't know if it's time. Like, it was just, it was such a, a humbling moment. But that team was so fun, so good. And, my God, they should have won that game. We wouldn't have had a chance to play in the national title. They would have kept us out of that. But we, could have, but we could have bitched about it. And that would have been – I would have loved to have whined about how we were the best team in the country. Who was the national title that year then? 04 was – that was the like – U.S. was U, that Oklahoma. Was when, that was when, like, three teams went undefeated. That was when Auburn went undefeated and didn't win the national title. So that was they the – USC killed Oklahoma yeah. in, the, in, in the title game. Because all three of those teams were unbeaten. We would have been a fourth. I mean, we would have had the, the worst claim – but we still could have claimed. I still think the, the insane thing is that we end up that 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 was a predecessor a predecessor uh, predecessor to that to the uh, the fact we played Boise and three years later we probably should have been like Boise for the national title. Yeah, 
Isn't it also, I mean. We have some boys, he should have been the only two undefeated teams that year. Well, the, I guess so. The high. most insane thing about that is that, can you imagine, I, I try to tell anybody in today's sports landscape, any, any person who's 25 years old, that there was a time less than two decades ago where a power team, well-known brand from the SEC, could go undefeated and not, not even get a shot to play for the national championship. I mean, Auburn, 13-0, and finished number two in every poll. No national championship. Didn't even get a chance to play. Weren't they on probation, though? Well, I think they got – no, no. They, they were good they, go. That was the Jason Campbell team, right? No, they, they were full – because they played their bowl game. Okay. They played Virginia Tech in the Sugar Bowl and beat them 16-13. There was a Stephen Davis team, I think, it was that was, went undefeated but wasn't even eligible to play for a bowl that year, even though they finished undefeated. I mean, they beat Bama on the road. They beat Georgia, who was number eight. They beat LSU, who was number five. They had three top ten wins. They played in the SEC. They didn't lose – and they didn't win a national championship. That's insanity to think about in this Speaking team. Speaking of insanity, do you think you can talk for a minute if I run, run out here for a second? Well, we can just throw it to break. Okay, do that right now. All right, break time. We'll be back. <laughs> Mike Rutherford Show next, 1450 The Big Something there to remind me. Somebody was here that can remind me that you're having stomach issues. Is the smell <laughs> that has enveloped the entire studio. Oh, oh my god. Oh, Frank's not home. So Trevor, the the, the end of the last <laughs> was segment rough. was abrupt, and if you were thinking that commercial break lasted a little longer than usual, you're <laughs> correct. Good God. Are you okay? Yeah, I feel a lot better now. We don't have time to play the Jeff Braum audio now. <laughs> I think Trey Ryan was talking about cluckers five times during the break. <laughs> it was <laughs> I told you, like, the last two minutes of that segment, I was holding on a little bit. And I was like, man, this is... And I knew I couldn't make it through one commercial break. I knew it was going to be longer than that. So that's why I was like, do you want to talk? And I was like, oh, I mean, we got to talk for a while if I do this. Do you want something that's going to make you mad? Maybe... Get you to crap out the rest of your sickness. What's, what happened? I haven't. So I haven't even looked at this yet. But Esquire, yeah, I get the emails from Esquire for some reason, and they've. Did you signed up for them? No, I, I get. I have no idea how I get signed up for all these like press <laughs> things. Like I don't. I get emails now from Kansas Athletics, like like just like they're announcing their new track and field coach. I get that email. I've got no idea how. Well, two, two things. One, who was it? Oh, I don't know. I, I delete all their emails. <laughs> I get. I mean, I get. Every... Frank just came to the window and asked, gave me, to, did someone die in their signal? Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel worse for Frank. He's he's dizzy. He <laughs> YouTube cameras next the, week. God, see if the YouTube cameras were just here this week, they would have picked that up. It would have been gold. <laughs> he kind of scared me for a second. <laughs> I'm glad you're okay, but I'm not okay Woo. now. This is this is tough. This is Jeez. this is like hell. This is this is really bad. <laughs> I can't. I mean, we're not we're not that close to the bathroom. No, we're not. We're down the hall. Overwhelmingly strong. Ooh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Esquire. I just saw the headline. Okay. I'm assuming this is a list that's going to make you mad. They have tried to identify the five greatest rappers of all time. Oh, good lord! Is is Mike Miller on there? Well, that's not his name. Well, he's not a rapper either, probably. But he's like dead. Mac Miller, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. But I'm I'm guessing it's going to be real generic. 
I mean, I assume. I'm guessing you're going to have Biggie, Tupac, and Big Tupac Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Um, Kendrick Lamar gets a lot of love, doesn't I he? I can see Kendrick Lamar being on there. That's four. I'll go with Kendrick Lamar being on there, by the way. I mean, I, it, that, Eminem, maybe. Me. Eminem, I can see Snoop. I can see Snoop, Dr. That's, Dr. Dre. That's six. Dre, well, seven. It, it, it's the five. Oh, it's, it's only top five. five. Uh, then, if it's only five, then I think we nailed it with the first three with Jay-Z, uh, Biggie, and Tupac. I'll say Snoop will be four and Eminem five. So nobody, like, after or before, like, basically 1999. Or after. Or, or like, yeah, early 90s, I guess. That's, like, really relevant right now. I mean, I mean, who would you even put like that? I could put like the baby on there. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't even think. Yeah, that's the thing is, short of like Jack Harlow, I don't think there's a, like a current rapper out that I would even know. Like believe wouldn't know who it is. I'm trying. I mean, I don't think we're just glossing over. I mean, I could. I mean, unless you want to go like some old school with like some you know KRS One or Grandmaster Flash or something to show like you know L. Oh, Drake. I can see Drake being on. Yeah, well, they, I guess. They should, I, I think Esquire will go too high, Brown. I don't, I don't think they'll have Drake. Well, what is it? I want to know it now. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, see if this list is any better than the smell up in the bathroom. Number five is up. Oh, someone we did not name. This is going to make you mad. Who could I say right now that would make you mad? Very well known. <sighs> well, Drake's fruit would piss you me don't off know, a lot because Drake sucks. I know for a fact you don't like this person, which is not shocking. Oh, yeah, yeah, the young, the New Orleans guy, Young Jeezy or whatever. Not Young Jeezy, but uh, Lil, Lil, Wayne. Lil Wayne, yeah. Lil Wayne is number five. He's horrible. I like Little Wayne. Okay. Yeah, well. Number four, Latorius B.I.G. That's very low. I would, I mean, almost every list has him and Tupac one and two, but I can see that, okay. Number three, Tupac. I mean, okay, so Drake and Snoop are one and two, maybe. Eminem, possibly. Um, I bet Jay-Z's up there. Jay-Z, yeah, I guess. Oh, wait, have we didn't even talk about it. They have a new uh, warrant out in the Tupac uh, murder case. You see that last week? The, the 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 for Tupac's murderer. Yeah, they they had a they, they found out Snoop. They found out P Diddy was behind them both. P Diddy. It would have been hilarious if it was P Diddy. I've been, I've been saying it for twenty something years. It was that they searched a Las Vegas home. They they did confirm it was in relation to the the thirty year old murder case of Tupac Shakur. What's the odds of the person actually shooting somebody in Las Vegas lived in Las Vegas though? I don't. It could have just been somebody who like hid the murder weapon or knew the person or. Had some information. I don't know. I'm, but I'm curious. I'm excited about it. I, t- I told you I stayed at the hotel that overlooked the uh, the corner he was shot. You have. Yeah. It's on Fremont. Two. Kendrick Lamar. I mean, okay. Number one, I think it's going to be Jay-Z or Eminem. I, I, would, I don't think that would go. Based on this, the rest of this list, they're not going to go Eminem one. And uh, I, would, I would say Drake or Jay-Z probably because oh, they put Kendrick Lamar too. So. That, fair point. Number one is... Jay-Z. 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 Jay has no technical weakness, according to the Esquire write-up. Because when, when I think of rap experts, I think of the Esquire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which white 28-year-old wrote this? Yeah, it's a, it's it's 28, like 48, probably. <laughs> He's a paradigmatic storyteller and wordsmith. He's brilliant at creating imagery, metaphors, analogy. Owns a panalpy of styles. I don't even know what that word means. What's the word? Panalpy. P-A-N-O-L-P-Y of styles and is insightful and wise. Should we Google it? This person just wanted to use that word. I think he did. <laughs> Panoply is a complete suit of armor. 
Because nothing says hip hop like panoply. <laughs> panoply. <laughs> I got 99 <laughs> problems, but panoply isn't one. Can you imagine Jay Z reading that and being like, thanks, what the f is panoply? <laughs> hey, man, come back here. I'm. <laughs> what's what's <laughs> it from, uh, from Almost Famous? <laughs> which which line? Which where, he's, where he's first meeting the band, he's like, "You're in, I'm incendiary." Oh, too, you're incendiary. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a panoply too, man. Jason leaves constantly yeah. looking for. Don't forget about me. I'm only the lead singer. Oh man, yeah. I'm pan- <laughs> that's that's that. Why well, does he describe Kendrick Lamar then? Um, does he Penelope? I don't think he's got a panoply. Lamar, I can't pronounce the word right. Another rapper, Sans technical weakness. He can rap fast or slow, create unforgettable metaphors and analogies as great as swimming pools, rivet us with storytelling a la Duckworth. Kendrick can soften his tone for a song like Annie Diaries or Girl Ultra Incendiary on Big Sean's <laughs> Control. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then they just sample some some lyrics that I'm afraid to read live. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, let's, let's, we, I do need more Esquire in my life. There you go. Well, the, the Esquire, the, the last thing they gave us in the email was the whole uh, why is nobody having sex anymore story, which was let us down a number. <laughs> I've been asking that question for a long time, Esquire. <laughs> you and me, I've been wondering that same thing. I just assumed it was me. We're going to get to the... Turns out it was everyone. It's just, yeah, it's, you're a product of the times. Is it's, that what it is? It's the Twitch generation. They're it's not they don't you. want you, Trevor. It's just no one wants anyone. It's not me. I'm just... I'm a modern man. <laughs> uh, let's take some text since... I'm a fly we'll flying the, around me. I'm we'll, taking it really personal at this point. <laughs> we'll play the Jeff Brom audio uh, next segment and talk about ACC Media Day, some of the things that have been said. Also, Jim Phillips' comments. Ashton Gelati's hair looked incredible. And then we'll... Uh, hopefully, somebody will say something incendiary. And uh, or, or controversial, and we can we can get to that for a little bit of the show. But we'll take some text now since we have not gotten to the text line yet. And we've got about five minutes here. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. Text says, "Mike, I just spent the past week watching my kids in another city. Shout out to Kiowa Island. Ooh, poor you. Can I get a one minute synopsis of what I missed last week? No, you can't. You were in Kiowa Island. I don't feel sorry for you. I've is, that, gotta, is that why? No, Kiowa I believe is in South Carolina. No." Oh. It's a big drop-off. It's, well, Kiowa Island is, is pretty awesome. They've got a, Oh, is it? It's some of the best golf in America. One of my buddies is going. My friends do a golf trip every year. I can't go uh, this year, unfortunately. But he's going straight from their golf trip to go play, like, the ocean course at Kiowa. Nice. Like, twice in one day. I'm like, well, that's, I hate you. That's not fair. That's, that's, uh, but, yeah, no, you, you can go listen to the podcast. Sorry, Kiowa. That's on you. Texas says, uh, I don't see how you can take off work for purposely poisoning your body. Eat and exercise better, and you won't get sick, Trevor. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you for the advice there, uh, Mr. Uh, Throwing Glass Analysis. TJ said, checks and butyl. That's, uh, that's what I was told it was. I've never been to checks. I thought he was like <laughs> saying, like, we can pick up our checks and butyl. Uh, maybe. <laughs> so maybe that, next. Is that where my paycheck is? <laughs> What's checks and butyl? Is that a restaurant? Well, that's where I was supposed to go for the thing. Uh, for, oh, for okay. I got you. I got you. It may not, I've never been. It's Chex Cafe. I've always heard about it. I've never been. But I was going to do. We we're going to have burgers never and chili. Heard of it. I was excited about it. Um, Texture says, is anybody else curious about the emergency offensive line meeting on July 24th? It's interesting. I, no. I mean, I, I think that 
stuff like that happens all the time. When, when they say emergency online, offensive lineman, it could be something as simple. Like these guys are in and out of meetings all day. Like the coaches will just call things at the drop of a hat. It could just be something as simple as like, you know, here's our schedule for next week. Like, the, you know, it's not, I don't think it was anything. It didn't sound like it was anything too serious. Yeah. Uh, and then they were going home. Both of them were going home for like the, the few days that they have off before the start of fall camp. So yeah, just ended up not being great timing. Texas, does anyone else get sick when they trim their nose hairs? I mean, I sneeze sometimes. <laughs> does that count? Do you, are you a nose hair trimmer? Yeah, I think you have to be at a certain point. I'm more of a just pull. Whoops, phone's on vibrate. I'm not vibrate there. I'm, I'm, more, I'm more just grab some and just give them a yank. Yeah. And you, at a certain age, you you got to start trimming like the eyebrows and the. Oh, the eyebrows definitely. I need, but see, I can't trim. I can't do it on my own though. What do you mean? And I hate. I, can, can you trim your own eyebrows? Yeah, I mean, just you pluck. Well, I you like yourself? Yeah. I can't. I'm not, I can't. Because I need to. Well, my eyebrows. Hair, you can see it the whole way. Oh, my eyebrows are so bad right now. It's horrible, and which is insane because like my eyebrows is like the only hair in my body that's still brown, which is like the odd part because everything else is like gone gray. And yes, I mean everywhere. Texas is apparently in German town. Thank oh. you. I'm just going off of what I was told. So, but I mean, like, and right now my eyebrows have gotten bad. Like, I, I, I've got like that Eugene Levy look going on, and I hate it. And I, but I don't want to like shave my eyebrows and just look like 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 a cancer survivor or something. <laughs> I just don't want to look bad. It would look even worse, wouldn't it? Did you say throwing glass in houses earlier? I did. It's <laughs> a good one. Put it on the calendar. I did say that, yes. <laughs> I was wondering if I caught it. It was Patrick that caught it. It was Patrick. Texas, interestingly, interestingly, Howard coached for Miami against us four times in 1979, 80, 82, and 83, and then coached for us against Miami once in 1985. Unfortunately, Miami won all five of those games. I'm, I'm, I thought we played them in the early, like, early 80s at some point. Apparently a bunch. Yeah. Four times in five years. I mean, 82 and 83, that's your prime Miami teams, too. This is the... 83 was the national title team. Yeah. This this text is very long. What's it about? I don't know. I don't think I can... Oh, yes, I just clicked on it, yeah. Oh, I see something. A, Serb- a Ser- Serbian club? Ooh, interesting. I'll read it. Why not? We have, we have like, a minute to kill here. Uh, this is a little long and out of left field, but I think it's worth it. Nikola Morotic was supposed to sign a contract at Partizan, a Serbian club in the EuroLeague. Oh, wrong Serbian club. But pulled out at the last minute and said he won't be playing in Serbia. The rumor which had been reported is that the president of Serbia, who grew up a huge fan of Partizan's rival, called Miritic and threatened him to sign to not sign with Partizan. Obviously, Partizan fans are furious about the situation. Two questions for you. One, do you actually believe, beyond all the jokes and insinuations we make, that people in the Kentucky government have intervened in the past at the expense of UofL and for UK? And two, if you were in power, would you do anything to favor U of L at UK's expense? Honestly, uh, one yes, absolutely. I, I assume probably. I, I trust nothing to be, you know, corrupt in politics. I just assume it's always corrupt. And two, yes, yes, I would. I would, but as long as it wasn't like something major. If it were a minor thing, then yes. Oh but, no, I wouldn't care as long as I wouldn't get in trouble for it. One of the most. I was at a. So I, I, I did this forum. I'm trying to. There's no way to say this without like coming off as, as chest thumping. It was this like um, 20 people to know in, in sports thing that Business First did. Yeah, you know, they do it for like all you know. They have like the 40 under 40 list and all these like people to know in whatever avenue. And so part of the thing when I got named to it was they invited you to a forum 
at Frost Brown Todd's conference room with all the other people who were who who were honored. And it was I was the only media member. Like so it was all these like ADs, uh Robbie Valentine was there, the the guy who's tried to get the NBA here forever, like the attorney. Uh, I can't remember his name now, who's like a millionaire who tried to always get the NBA going here. But all these people were there, and, and they were asking these questions. And some people were, were working the government, and they were all blaming the UK-U of L rivalry for the city of Louisville not getting fair treatment from Frankfurt. And, and they were like, you know, you can, you, they're like, you can believe who you want to believe, but it was so much easier to get stuff done with Frankfurt before this really – and this is like 2017. So it's, things were a little bit more tense back then. It was still Patino Calipari. I think this was before – it was like that summer before Rick got fired. And they're like, you know, the media is all hyping this up. And they're all like looking right at me every time they say something. They're like, sorry, Mike, but like the media does nothing. They, they just take every little thing and make it. I was like, I, I mean, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry you can't get stuff done for your businesses. But uh, clearly the, the rivalry has had an effect on Frankfurt over the years. And I don't think that that's just like conspiracy or crazy talk. I think it's an actual thing that happens. And I do think that there was some, you know, I think what happened with Matt Bevan and a lot of big money people was definitely a very real thing, and it sucked and it, it hurt us, and I think we're still hurting because of it. I just, I just let me bring up the. I have a family. I have a member of my family who's kind. He's of, like very, like really pro Trump. Uh huh. And like it, like the, like the, the when we, like the last few years, like we're at like family gatherings and stuff. He'll just get into a rant. He'll be like, just like, you know, the media doesn't. He looks at me. He's like, you, you, you in the media. I'm like. I talk about sports and like pooping on the highway. I'm like, I'm not like, we think I am like Don Lemon over here. Like, what? I'm not like changing anything. I do love. <laughs> like, like, you're when, part of this media hour. I'm like, I, I'm, have you been to the X? It's, <laughs> one of the, it's one of the most annoying things that people say when they just use media that way. And like, you know, I have, I have friends who do the same thing too. They'll be talking about politics, like the media. Like, sorry, Mike. And I'm like, I. <laughs> we're not just one person. We don't. We, we're individual people with know, different it's, thoughts. It's like we're. It's, it's like just because I work in radio, I'm like I'm suddenly part of like this cult of media. Like we must defend each other and have each other's back. I talked about my producer blowing up the bathroom at work <laughs> yeah, for a solid yeah, hour yeah. today. <laughs> I'm not part of the deep state cabal. <laughs> Anyways, on that note, we'll go to break. When we come back, we'll talk ACC Media Days. Jeff Brom talked <laughs> about, uh, I think about an hour and a half ago, right before we got on the air here, said some interesting things during his time at the podium. We'll play some clips from that. You can hear Jeff Brom talk, and then we'll talk about some of the other things that have gone down um, down there today in Charlotte. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Scientists doing that? I didn't. How could I have possibly know this? Who sings this song? I have no idea. You know the song, though, don't you? Yeah, from Weird Science. Well, it came out before Weird Science, but yeah. Weird Science song. Hold on. Science! Science! 
<laughs> we'll light there. <laughs> Can you... What was going on with... Because we have a million people talking about the computer noises and stuff that was happening when we went to break on the text line. That wasn't the computer. That was my body. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on today? I mean, everything's making weird noise. So, like, this is something I do on a regular basis and it annoys me. Okay. You may pull back the curtain a little bit. Sure, why not? Okay. So we record the show on, on like, the, the thing we'll record it on is at the bottom of the screen. And when I go to click on it, it's right next to, like, some PowerPoint program button. And a lot of times I'll accidentally hit the PowerPoint button when I'm just moving too fast. We are at the height of technology. Yeah, here we are. And I'm, to this day, I've, by the way, I've never used PowerPoint. That's the least shocking thing you've ever said. That. <laughs> I've used it for one thing in school, and I talked to this girl, and I think I had a crush on me to do it for me. Telling me you never have rung the Wall Street bell. I'm not, I'm, I'm not shocked. No, I've done that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> twice uh, <laughs> but so so when I went to the, the fire off our commercial break because of the great you know technology we have everything over the same damn computer uh, I, I had to like it wouldn't let me go to it until I closed out that stupid powerpoint thing and then it wouldn't close out and that's not why you heard the little clicking sound just you furiously clicking yeah I'm getting it luckily my mic muted because I'm over cussing stay in life there are a lot of flies in here. I'm blaming your stomach for. Where, I where think it's so. Like there wasn't that. Like I took. I'm taking it kind of personal because there wasn't one in here until I had to use the bathroom, and now there's like four of them flying around me. What a life! Like, I'm, like what was 38 the, years old. Things are supposed to be different here. <laughs> I had so much more promise. Now I was smart. Not exactly book smart, but I could always tell when people were uncomfortable at a party. Things were supposed to be. I did just see where you posted. I don't know what it was to, but the uh, Dan Cortez when he when he's talking to George at the cafe. Yeah, the Tony. <laughs> hey, was Dan? Wasn't that Dan Cortez? I think that's right. Uh, he was like real popular in the in the you know, MTV in the nineties. Got left behind when we went to the two thousands. Yeah. The, yeah. There was a clip of um, I think it was John Rom. I can't remember who it was. Somebody was playing golf in the rain. The British Open was pouring on Sunday throughout the the final round, and he. A lot of times golfers will they'll turn their head around backwards when it rains so that the water doesn't drip down when they're trying to hit short shots. Okay. And there was a clip of him like turning his hat around to hit this chip, and then it focuses in on this fan who like right after he does it like takes his hat and turns oh, it around too. <laughs> and it's the, the clip of George where he's like, "Now Tony, let, let me ask you something." He turns his hat around too. Because I was gonna say if you're doing a hat turn, on, you might want to go like over the top. Yeah. Well, that's that was, but I didn't know the fan did too. That makes it even better. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That, didn't that guy fall because like he's trying to get a sandwich from George or something? Yes. That was... <laughs> like tuna salad or something. <laughs> let me let me throw something at you. Bowling. Bowling's crazy. Bowling's crazy. <laughs> All right. Let's let's, 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 let's get to AC Media Day. Jeff Brom right. talked at the podium. I have not heard this because I was driving in while it was happening. Uh, so it's about 13 minutes long. He takes some questions from the media. Well, we got to we got to add on here. So keep talking. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm hoping he will say something that will get us even more fired up. I know there's a clip. If this doesn't do the trick, there's a clip of him talking with the ACC Network folks, where he does say something along the lines of, you know, I'm, I'm here to win championships, which you know, always gets the juices flowing a little bit. It's what we want to hear. Uh, he was there. Ashton Delada was there. Uh, Brian Hudson was there. Jawar Jordan was there. We'll talk about their comments after we hear from Jeff Brom. Has the ad stopped playing yet? It is. Hey, here's Jeff Brom at ACC Media Days today in Charlotte. Coach Jeff Brom will ask Coach to come up to the podium for 15 minutes or so, and then we will meet with each of our student athletes for about five minutes thereafter. As the Cardinals make their way up on the stage, we'll remind everybody to please identify yourselves and the agency that you are with and hold those hands high in the air until we get the microphone to you. 
And then once we do, the floor is yours. So as our student athletes get settled, we will ask who would like the first question of our head coach from here in the room. Coach, we're going to go left side almost to the wall about the sixth row back. Hey, Coach. Good afternoon. David Hood with TigerNet.com. In talking to people up at Louisville, they, they talk about when you got there, it was so evident you were wanting to change the culture, whether it was even giving tours of the facilities, making sure people are involved, wanted. How important was that for you from day one to instill a Jeff Brom slash Louisville type culture there? Well, I think it's important that uh, just in general, whether you're changing culture or not, that you uh, are invested in the program and that uh, you're doing your part to uh, not only help your team achieve success and get better, but also opening the doors to, to many people that want to be a part of it. As it. Like everything, your fan base is important. I feel like in Louisville we have a tremendous, passionate fan base that wants to see their team succeed and do well. Uh, that wants to feel a part of it, and we want to make them feel a part of it. I think, like anything, you have your immediate family, you have your team family, but then you have your extended family of anybody that, um, you know, wants to help and, and experience uh, a great time and, and, and help building a program and having success. So we're, we're excited to get things under the way, underway. Um, we've got a good nucleus of, of ball players that work really hard and want to achieve great things. Myself as a head coach, I have to do my part and, and, and put in the work to help us have answers to problems, uh, to be able to uh, fix things immediately throughout the season. And our assistants have to do the same thing. And then it trickles down to our team. But I think we all put in the work and we all are invested uh, in our community and fan base feels that investment that in the end, good things can happen. We're going to move the microphone to the right side, coach. Fourth row, red shirt. Um, Coach Brom, Kenton Gibbs with Locked On ACC. Coach Brom, you took over a Purdue team that was not just a Big Ten, but a perennial Power Five bottom dweller. And you took them to heights that that program hadn't seen in years. And you come into Louisville with a lot of expectation, taking over a team that's in a much better place, most people would say, than where that uh, Purdue team was. So how do you go about like, hey, I expect greatness out of this team. I expect a high ceiling, but also being realistic in terms of like, this is, you know, I, I wouldn't want to let down or whatever the case may be in terms of like, if you're expecting a national championship right now, we may not be there. How do you balance that per se? Well, personally, I like challenges. Uh, I look forward to them. Even when I took the Purdue job, I remember asking a lot of colleagues of mine when I took it, you know, what do you think? Should I take this job? And probably 95% said, heck no, don't take that. But to me, uh, I like building a winning football team. Without question, uh, coming here at the University of Louisville is another challenge. Now, it's different and it's unique, but yes, uh, you know, we have some really good football players on our team, some guys that have had success. We uh, you know, watched a team last year that uh, you know, got better as the year went on, that uh, the last half of the season, the defense played at a high level. And really, you just take every team that you have, you try to figure out what are our strengths, what are some things we can get better at, how can we do that? Uh, are there things we need to do to develop certain guys here? Do we need to add a few pieces to the puzzle to make things more competitive? But in today's age of college athletics, it's about winning now. Yeah, it's about doing it, in my opinion, with our current football team and then any new pieces we've added. And we want to we do that in year one. And it's important that you do that. So I just think if you 
build a competitive environment where our guys are working hard every day, that they understand that if you put in the work, you'll have a chance to do great things. They aren't scared of a challenge or they aren't scared of obstacles. Uh, they feel like that we have a group of coaches that are going to work with them on a daily basis to help them improve and get better, uh, that anything can happen. So we're going to take this challenge uh, you know, head on and, and look every opponent uh, uh, directly in the eye and go out there and compete on, on, a, on a weekly basis come game day. And I think if you do that and you're willing going into the season knowing that, you know what, yeah, we could lose a game or two. How are you going to handle those losses? We'll determine how the season goes. So if we can find ways to improve, find ways to get better, find ways to win some close games, find ways to win on the road, uh, it can definitely lead to success. Coach, left side all the way to the left, almost towards the doors. Hey, Coach, Chip Patterson, CBS Sports. It was a pretty significant transfer portal class, both in terms of the number and also the quality of the players that are coming in. What was your pitch to that group, and how do you manage blending them in with some of the players that are still left over from last team? Well, I think we have a lot to, to sell the University of Louisville. Um, you know, it's a tremendous college sports town, uh, great facilities, passionate fan base. Uh, there is no pro sports in our town, but we provide a great city. Uh, of a lot of things to do even outside of the game. Uh, so that's an easy sell. I think we've had some great talented football players that have gone on and done great things at the NFL level uh, throughout the entire history. Uh, right now, the highest paid corner in the NFL is from University of Louisville, the highest paid quarterback, University of Louisville. So you can come here and achieve all your goals and do it at a high level. When it comes to you know, our football team and adding pieces, it's about being honest. It's about understanding that our goal is to build a championship level team. Uh, and for our really good players on the team, they know that in order for them to, to play well and have success, they can do it a lot better with really good players around them. So you just try to piece that together. Our guys know that the best players are going to play, uh, but if you're ready to play and you can contribute, we're going to get you on the field as well, and you can prove to us that you should earn more playing time. So I just think, um, you know, the fact that I'm fortunately going on my 10th year of a head coach, you, you've been battle-tested. I've been in some tough football games where we found a way to win against opponents that maybe we weren't uh, expected to win against. We found ways to get to a Big Ten championship game in a place that had not done that uh, you know, ever before. Um, and then we found ways to get up off the ground when we got knocked down when we shouldn't. So you know, how can we piece that together here? And I just think it's about being honest with your guys, being truthful, but putting in the work and them putting in the work. And in my opinion, uh, if you do that, you can win football games at a high level. Coach right side, fourth row, young lady in the green. Carry out this bedtime ritual to achieve healthy blood sugar. Click the link below to discover this natural. Coach, how are you? Good, how are you? Pretty good. My name is Katrina Sacco with Sports and Culture Media. Now, last year I spoke with Malik Cunningham, who is now officially in the league. Um, what, what is that like being able to see those guys? You had mentioned you had some guys in the league. What's that like being able to kind of send them off and into the, into the bigger world, as well as um, what is it like um, filling, in, filling that absence um, of him this season? Well, anytime your players are able to move on and get to the National Football League, it's a great accomplishment. Uh, it's not easy to do. Um, you know, these young men put in a lot of time, a lot of hours, a lot of effort, a lot of hard work in order to achieve that goal. And, uh, you know, while they're doing it, we want to make sure we lead, we help teach them how to live a balanced life of getting your education, finding something you want to do beyond the game of football, uh, getting better off the field as well, and, and relating to 
people and, and having a good life uh, in general. But, uh, you know, when it comes to Malik Cunningham, you know what, I was a fan of his from afar, watched him play a lot, uh, dynamic player, uh, could carry a team on his shoulders. Uh, he gets an opportunity to now go play for the Patriots and probably assume um, a dual role of a lot of different things. Uh, so we're happy for him. And I just think that uh, all these guys in college athletics, they, they work hard. Um, they want to have a chance to play at the highest level. And as a former player myself, you know, you want to provide that for them. And I think if you do that and you do it over the long haul and you do it the right way, it will continue to bring in others as well that want to achieve those same goals. We've got about six minutes left with Coach. Coach, to your left side, fourth row. How you doing, Coach? Good. Deshaun Miner, CFB Nation, L's up, Coach. What's up? Uh, we got, I have a question, it's two parts. The first part is that you actually got coached by Howard Schellenberger uh, from 1989 to 1993, and recently they just announced that Louisville and Miami are gonna be competing for that trophy. Can you talk to us about what your relationship is with uh, your old ball coach? And then the second part is you are a former uh, Louisville football player who is now returning to his alumni to coach. What does that mean to you specifically? Well, on the first question, uh, Coach Schnellmerger was a Hall of Fame football coach, uh, not only at the college level, but also in the NFL. Uh, was the offense coordinator for the only undefeated team in National Football League history. Uh, he was a builder of programs, whether it be University of Louisville, Miami, uh, Florida Atlantic University. He took on things that others were scared to take on, and he found a way to win doing that, and that's not easy to do. So I have a great admiration for him and his wife, Beverly. Uh, I got a chance to play for him, coach for, with him for one year. Uh, when it came to developing teams, instilling a worth ethic second to none, getting his players to believe that they're better than they even were, so that any time they took the field, they were able to take on that challenge. He was the best at it. So, um, you know, I was very close with Coach Schnellenberg. Unfortunately, he passed this, uh, this past year, but uh, his wife, Beverly, we're, I'm in contact with her uh, to get the Miami Louisville trophy winner named after him is, is a great tribute. So I'm excited about that. When it comes to, you know, coming back to where I'm from and where I played at, it's a great honor. It's a great opportunity. At the same time, yeah, it, it, it requires some pressure that, uh, you know, I don't want to let people down. Uh, there's a lot of people that, uh, may think a certain way about me, and I want to make sure we, we build on that. And uh, in order to do that, you, you've got to win, and you've got to play a competitive brand of football, and you've got to find a way to elevate the program, and you've got to be consistent in your approach and uh, be a good person along the way. So I just think uh, you've got to learn from uh, your mistakes in the past. You've got to piece it all together. You've got to be aggressive in your approach, and you've got to attack every day uh, in order to win. And I think uh, you know one thing, when it's right in your backyard, uh, you got to go to bed every night knowing, you know what, you better work a little bit extra hard today and this week in order to get it done uh, because you want to be able to look in the mirror uh, when the season's over. Coach, your last question, right side, red shirt. Coach, uh, Kenton Gibbs with Locked on ACC. Is there anything about this team that coming in to become their head coach so far throughout spring ball and, and heading into fall camp that has surprised you? Uh, that you, you know, from afar, from an outside perspective, didn't quite have an awareness of, but amongst, you know, getting into the weeds and doing the coaching and all that, you're like, oh, wow, this team is much better at this thing or, or you know, very different in their philosophy of doing this thing than I would have imagined coming in. I think every team, and, uh, you know, this team when we came in, um, 
you know, they've been battle tested. Uh, they've had some ups, they've had some downs. Uh, they're hungry, uh, they want to achieve greatness. Um, you know, we've got some really good components to our team, uh, some great experience that have done a lot of really good things, mixed in with some youth that maybe is right on the cusp of getting that done. And then we've added some new pieces to provide competition and to try to help us win. But uh, this team uh, wants to win, and uh, they can smell it. Uh, they've worked hard every day to get it done. They understand there's no shortcuts to success. Uh, they're really good teammates to each other. Um, you know, they're willing to, to lay it on the line. So I just think I have to provide them an environment with our coaches that uh, it's competitive every day. Uh, once we get into fall camp, uh, we're not only working on a lot of small things, but we're providing an atmosphere that's very competitive. We're, uh, you know, it's almost as much game day as you can make it so that when they come to the game that they can play relaxed, they can cut it loose, and they can go have some fun. But uh, we, we love this crew of guys. Uh, it's a good group. Um, we tell them all the time, hey, everybody's happy now, but how are you going to be able to handle the season once it gets going, whether there's some ups and downs and wins and losses, and, and how are you going to be able to refocus and get it done? That's going to be the key. But, uh, you know, our guys have worked really hard, and uh, when you come to media day, you know that the season's right around the corner, and we're excited to get game one kicked off. Coach, thank you. If you'll thank switch you. places with Ashton. Meet Grammar. Perfect timing. <laughs> I love the ad that played in the middle of it. It was very, at least it was very quick. That's the, you know, the, yeah. man, what, what are you going to do? That was Jeff Bromadays. He's seen Media Days today down there in Charlotte. Ashton Gelade, Brian Hudson, and Jawar Jordan also His hair spoke. was looking nice, by the I mean, way. He's incredible. He looks yeah. like a little Fabio. He's a, he's, and I don't know what product he's using, but he needs an NIL deal with somebody ASAP because my man's killing it. I also think he's poised for a very, very big year. But uh, pretty much a, a, the, the podium sessions, I feel like, are always the most – if you say something crazy, it's going to go viral. It's going to go more viral than if you say it in one of the breakout sessions with a you know, smaller publication or, or radio show or what have you. But for the most part, coaches know that they're under more scrutiny during those sessions, and I feel like the, the questions that get asked are more broad and the answers that are given are more kind of just straightforward and, and generic. And, you know, you got a little bit of that from Jeff Brom. It was a lot of what we've been hearing this summer. Yeah, it wasn't much. He's it was, not coming out and guaranteeing national championships or yeah. anything, but he's you know, he's expressing a quiet confidence in his team and um, you know showing respect to the you know, the staff that came before him and the players that came before him. And it was it was kind of what you would expect from Jeff Brom. But that's a lot of times the most interesting things that get said in media days are the things that come out when maybe a coach feels a little bit more comfortable if he's with like a you know, small radio show that he knows and just you know, maybe gets. You know, Spouts off of the mouth a little bit, but uh, yeah, the, the depends. Some coaches don't care; they'll just let it all rip out. Yeah, for sure. And those coaches are the ones who are, they're going to do it. Like, did you see the clip from the the Charlotte coach today at, at uh, American Athletic Conference Media Day? I didn't know American Conference had a media. Oh, day. they do. They they they, they do. <laughs> and he did this thing where I didn't know adult videos had premieres. Like, oh, they do. They're really fun. <laughs> they ask him. He's at the podium. They ask him like questions, and you know the, the moderator's like anybody else. And he doesn't even hesitate. He he has like doesn't wait. He's like, that's it, three questions. He's like, <laughs> shouldn't surprise me from a group that picked us to finish dead last in this conference. Like like the man went in there with the agenda. Well, that's he's like, I'm gonna get fired up to try and like send a message to my team. Like you know, I'm sure somebody would have asked a question like in, if he'd waited two seconds. But he was I don't know, it's Charlotte. How much questions can you ask him? I mean Yeah, it's the conference media though. Like he's he was trying to go viral. Like the man went up there with the objective of like I'm going to get my team fired up and I'm gonna 
I'm going to be all over X today. <laughs> all the Zeets are going to be talking about me. <laughs> you have guys like that, but for the most part, I feel like the breakout media sessions are where it gets a was, little bit more What was the Vanderbilt coach the one year that just went off about meatpacking? Bobby Johnson wasn't it or something? I think his name was. Bobby Johnson was, yeah, he did coach Vanderbilt. I, think it was, I don't know if it was him or there was a Vanderbilt coach one year that just, just, like, just went on that tirade about how he used to be working in the meatpacking industry and – Nothing at nothing Vanderbilt can shock him or like I just he just went on this 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 great good old boy like rant. Well last year I think was the year that, that uh Clark Lee, the, the Vandy coach now, had the thing where he was like, I'm telling you right now, Vanderbilt's gonna be the best football program in, in all of America one day and I was like, Okay. <laughs> I'm like, let's that's where we gotta pump the brakes a little bit. I mean, like, in fairness, James Franklin did did win nine games there pretty quickly. I mean and they were still not even close to being the best oh, no, football no, program no, no, in, no. in the sport, which was what I think he said. I mean, it was just, yeah, you, know, you can – I like Jeff Brom's approach to it a little bit more where he's like, I'm here to win championships. And yeah, I mean. It, it could be conference championship. It could be eventually trying to win a national championship or, you know, a big-time bowl championship. Like, you know, speaking in broad generalities a little bit. Uh, but as Brom said, this is his 10th year as head coach, multiple years as an assistant uh, as a player. I mean, he, he both professional and collegiately. He's not going to. He, this isn't his first rodeo. He can do this in his sleep, and you know, he's not going to be dull. But he's just going to. He's not going to give you any more. He's not going to give you anything he doesn't want you to have. No. And speaking of that, like you had Jim Phillips talking to the media today. I mean, the questions were more laughable yeah. than the answers. You, you had yeah the, the one guy who I think was not aware that Howard Schnellberger had died. <laughs> well, yeah. they don't, if, I don't know if you watched the video. You don't even see him. The, the cameraman like goes to show him. He's just hidden behind some like like big white dude. He did say L's up, which I appreciate. Oh, did, I didn't hear him say that, that part. He, I think he was the guy who was like L's up, coach. And then he's like, what's your, he's like, how's your relationship with Howard Schnellenberger? Well, like, like, well, he didn't even say Schnellenberger. He's like, Howard Schnellenberger. Yeah. Like. I mean, Jeff could have Jeff been. See, that's a moment where you could be a, kind of a D-bag if you wanted to. You could be like, it's not great. It, it was great before he passed. <laughs> but now it's not. I don't, I don't talk to him that much. He gradually used him in past tense and then slid in the yeah. his past last year or two. And when he did, you know the guy would be sitting there thinking like, oh, good. Like I, felt, I kind of a bad reporter part at that point because he probably had no idea. Well, you know what he did. Was he, he nodded and acted like he knew the whole time. That's, like, <laughs> that's what you do in that situation. Well, he didn't even try to pronounce his name the second time. He's like, the old ball coach. <laughs> the old, <laughs> your old ball coach. <laughs> Sometimes there are names that everybody has where you have to find ways to get around. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not one to judge. Listen, I'm not going to be the one throwing houses in glass. I mean. Well, the thing is you just go for it. You don't even care. You, <laughs> that's you true. You're like, I'm wrong about like – John Smith, that pronunciation, so I might as well just go for this, which I appreciate about you. Yeah, if you're going to do anything, do it right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jim Phelps talked to the media before uh, any of the, the coaches got going, gave some opening statements, and it was very, very vanilla. Um, this might surprise you. He did not go into any of the Northwestern stuff. You want to ask him? Well, no. I mean, I, I don't think it, 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 it ever – I mean, he, he addressed it, but he didn't really go into any sort of depth outside of the – Basically, giving a blanket statement that mimicked the one that he gave when this whole thing started about how you know yeah, I'm sure he had that I'm anti, that in front of him. You I'm know. anti hazing. I'm anti all this stuff. If I'd known any of this was going on, I would have clearly put a stop to it. And now, by the way, we have the fourth and fifth lawsuits are coming out now. There's a volleyball coach who's being accused of stuff, and a fifth uh, lawsuit that apparently is oh they're going to flow in like wine. Yeah, it's, it's happening right I now. I figured that much. Uh, he he talked about bridging the revenue gap and and you know kind of. Try to downplay the fact that everybody sees the ACC as this, I don't want to say sinking ship, but as a, a conference that is clearly a distant fourth or fifth behind the big leagues when it comes to revenue production and, and you know, the, the TV deals and all this stuff. And he tried to, I think, calm 
that talk a little bit without going into any sort of specifics. Um, it, it was it was what you expect from a commissioner address, uh, and, and I think that's that's what you get primarily at all these media days. Before we go to break, they could have getting they could have attacked him though, couldn't they? Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, the reporters could about. I mean, he got questions. I mean, he he he's going to dodge those. That's the way it goes, and and that's pretty much what happened from what I could see. Like he dodged responsibility when he knew they, those kids were getting hazed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he he did get asked you know, the annual question about Notre Dame, and he answered the way that you <laughs> yeah. would expect to. I, I I think this has been a healthy relationship for both us and Notre Dame. Their sports, besides football, have thrived in the ACC. We enjoy the academic prowess that they bring. They've been pretty clear about their desire to stay independent, so I don't see that changing anytime soon. Does he give the same answer every year? I think so. It's like you, you, when you did your like your little homework of doing the this is our next step with Mastubes. I think he says. Can you go back and watch and see if he just reads the same statement every year? Granted, this is only his second year, but I think when Swafford was there, he said is it the same statement? Primarily the same. You think he handed it down to him? He's like when he gave him his job, he's like here's the keys to the office, and here's your ACC uh, net, uh, media day uh, Notre Dame statement. It's like how presidents leave notes in the Oval Office for the, the other. <laughs> When they leave, it's like he's just like he's like this is the pass long. He's like Jim, here's your Notre Dame. Note. <laughs> just re- anytime asked about Notre Dame, just read. Hype up their other sports, stress independence, stretch the mutual benefit that we've both had during this partnership. You're gonna do great. Godspeed. I mean, we're just <laughs> no other school can treat their conference ways he gets treated by the Notre Dame. The other, the other quote that came out, uh, talking about the health of the league, Jim Phillips said this, the league is healthy. We all saw what happened in the springtime, but the group has come together in a way that demonstrates they want to come together and find solutions. Revenue distribution continues to be a priority. We've had multiple TV consultants. Third is a good position, but we want to gain traction financially in order to close the gap with the SEC and the Big Ten. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, last question. we need we need we need to go to why isn't the Rutherford show at me as ACC media days? I've been there before, but not with me. Somebody has to send us. Well, it's in Charlotte, right? It is. I think. We, I mean, we could drive. You, you I'll, I'll drive. You want? You want to just ride with me? I mean, I don't. The travel's not the part. It's it's. Is anybody going to pay for us to be down there? No, we'll just, we'll just do it at noon time. No, we're not. That's not I'll pay for it. You can crash with me. I'm not paying to work. No, that's that's not the way it's going to work. <laughs> well, it's part, of, it's part of vacation. No, it's not. I it's, pay, that's, how, that's how I went to the Final Four. I had to pay my right way down now, there. It's the opposite of a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. We'll get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last question. So tomorrow we'll, we'll start getting the, I think tomorrow, we'll start getting the all-conference. The, the media poll will come out. All that good stuff. Where do you expect to see Louisville when the ACC media poll hits the uh, the, the wires? Uh, I still think third behind Florida State and, and really, Clemson. yeah, I think third, maybe fourth. There's no way they're going to be third. I'm telling you right now. You don't think so? No way. I mean, third. Okay, well, this is is like a ceiling would be third, right? I I don't think there's any way they get voted ahead of North Carolina, especially not in this league. But you, but I'm just saying, if there is a ceiling, it would be third place. No, I guess. I mean, I would wager. A thousand dollars on the order being Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina. Even and then so you you would say Louisville ceiling be fourth. I think their ceiling's probably fourth. I think they'll be fourth, fifth, or sixth. If I had mm-hmm. to guess, I think they're going to end up being fifth. I can see that. I don't know. I just I mean the hype is really growing though. It is, but like only in terms of like people identifying us as this dark horse team. To like, you haven't thought about them, but look at their schedule. I think that when people look at the overall strength of teams, they're going to go FSU, Clemson, Carolina. 
probably NC State fourth, and then us fifth. I wouldn't be shocked if we're fourth, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict. But Dave, that would you Duke or NC State ahead of us? I mean, Duke still had a pretty I think it'll be those three. I think I think it'll be us, Duke, NC State, in some order. There, four, five, six. I'm gonna say NC State's four, we're five, Duke is six. That's my just guess. I can tell you now we're we're better than Florida State. Florida State's the most overrated team in this conference. Well. We won't get a chance I can't to prove wait to it say, unless uh, we play them in the eight title I know. game. I don't know. Well, and I don't think they'll be there, but if they are, we'll beat them. When that happens, we will go to Charlotte. We'll get excited for that. It's so, oh, so, oh, oh, let me get this on paper now, on record. If Louisville makes the AC title game, you're going to go to Charlotte with me. If it gets paid for, yeah. Well, so what if I? What if we just take my car and you ride with me? And technically, I'm paying for it. No. I mean, no. Well, I want somebody to go with me. <laughs> no. I mean, I get, I, we'll, we'll, I'll make sure there's two beds in the room this time. No, it's okay. No, we're not doing that. No. In the share room? I want my own room. No, we're getting a room. It's going to be a balcony room, though, because, you know, you know, they, you know, balcony rooms. Are yeah, the... this is, I, I don't want to be, um, no offense, I'm not in there with secondhand, <laughs> secondhand smoke, Trent TK. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not spending my weekend like that. It's not happening. <laughs> it's the worst weekend you probably could have had. Was it weekend? I thought we'd say like a few days. Like we'll, 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 we'll even do like the show from out there. Maybe the week. It'd be fun. Yeah, it would be fun as long as I had my own space. You in the back seat. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, your reaction to what we heard from Jeff Brahms and the other stuff from ACC Media Day. We'll turn our attention then to the uh, TBT, which is going to go down tonight. We've got about two and a half hours till tip off at Freedom Hall. Are you feeling the TBT magic? Who's going to be in the house? Some new reports I'm are out there. It. Uh, hit us up on the Thornton Stacks line, 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Continues next here on 1450 The Big X. $100 a month. We'll even finance the sales tax. Now through July 1st only. And only at Genesis Diamond. Shelbyville Road Plaza. Auto Credit. See store for details. Heavy synth 80s songs? Say what? Is it just like heavy synth 80s songs? No, they're actually all songs from 1983. Okay. Any reason why? Uh, no. Just, I guess. Doctors of Dunk? Back in Freedom Hall? I guess so, yeah. There you go. Maybe I have one tomorrow since we're doing the 92, but I'll do songs from 93. I like that. You know, this was actually a rock opera about a robot escaping from prison. <laughs> I, I did not know that. <laughs> yes, it was an entire rock opera. It, this song just stuck out and became kind of a popular hit by by Sticks. I I did not know the background. Well, Mr. Gatto, Mr. Rabato. Domo Rigato. <laughs> uh, 
Got a secret? We got a secret? The Ville TBT team, as mentioned, in action tonight. Freedom Hall, 7 o'clock is the tip-off. It's their first game in the TBT. It is a single elimination tournament. So they're playing the War Ready team tonight. It's a team of, of mostly alums from Auburn. If they lose, it's over. Like you know, you've got more games at Freedom Hall. It's a regional host, so there'll be more games through Saturday. But Louisville will not be playing in them, so it's definitely high risk, high reward. You'd love to see them get at least a you know a couple games in this tournament and just get the, you know, the the hype going, and then we can get a weekend game on Saturday with a trip to the uh, the, the final site on the line there. But seven o'clock is the tip off. You can only watch on ESPN Plus. It's like the Watch ESPN app. The games aren't. Some of them have been on national TV I was, so far. The ESPN had. Um, yeah, they've had some. They had a Wichita State game. The Wichita I watched team, that. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it because they won last year and they were down big when I was watching. They kept talking about ex Xavier McDaniel and Cliff Levingston. I think the, the announcer was like, Cliff, at one time they had three of the best NBA power forwards. I'm like, that's I like Cliff Levingston in college, but <laughs> Cliff Levingston was far from. I mean, and Xavier McDaniel, yeah, and Tuan Carr, pretty solid, but. Cliff Livingston was never really, I wouldn't call the best power forward in the NBA, but, oh, you know, whatever. I do enjoy watching and just, like, <laughs> remembering guys that, like, I'm like, oh, it hadn't been that long, but, like, I kind of just, like, Marcus McDuffie was playing for Wichita State. I'm like, oh, yeah, I liked his game. I don't remember him. He's, he's racing. I can he's name you more guys ago. from the 80s probably of Wichita State than I can in any other time. Once other than, again, not surprised yeah. at all. Yeah, I mean, other than that 13 team with Early, Early and Van Fleet and Baker and stuff. Yeah, I mean, when you have three NBA guys on a, on a Wichita State team, that speaks pretty loudly. But they, uh, I think I told you a story about me in Kansas getting the dirty looks, and I was like, why is this guy like give me dirty? And he turned around, and he was wearing a Wichita State like t- t- basketball shirt. Uh, and I had, I had a Louisville championship shirt on. And I was like, oh, never mind. Sorry for ruining your one dream year. Sorry, suck it. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> I Eat thought it. we were going to lose that game. You and me both. <laughs> the the Bayheim's Army team, I saw they won pretty big yesterday. Yeah, they did, okay. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're like nine games today. So I think that there are some on – ESPN or ESPN2, but we're, we're getting the, the watch ESPN treatment. So if you want to watch, it's going to have to be via streaming. I wonder who trumped us. I mean, we're, ho- we're, I ho- we're hosting it. I mean, we if should. the internet did, could do more than, like, load one website every 15 minutes, then I, I could tell you. But I mean, I <laughs> it's like the days of dial-up over there. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very frustrating. But uh, you know, we, we are playing 7 o'clock. Watch ESPN. But if you do want to listen to the game, um, 93.9, who we partner with to, to carry U of Athletics, they're going to be carrying the game on their station, so you can listen to it online there. Um, but would love to see a solid crowd out there. I know that what I read from Rick Bose's story yesterday was that they're expecting at least 5,000 people. Again, the, the record for attendance was Wichita State last year, I believe, I think it was like 7,600. It was, that's what you said it was, yeah. Something, it was a little over 7,000, I remember that. And you and I, when we talked about this last week, I think we both agreed, not sure we'll get there for the first game or the second, but if we can get to Saturday, you know, you've got more on the line, maybe people have, who, who aren't really aware of what's going on have had a chance to hear about this, or maybe you know, watching all these old stars you know, play together just gets the juices flowing a little bit. I think then you get to a point where like maybe we can get 10,000 in the building. But tonight, um, I'm expecting it to be more than 5,000. I'm going to say... I want to say like 6,500 people will get there. I don't think we'll break the record, but I think it'll be a solid crowd. There are rumors that uh, Kenny Payne will be there. I think Jeff Brom told Rick Bozich that as long as he gets back from Charlotte with enough time, he's going to try to make it out there. Nice. I, I think every player on this year's team, the men's basketball team, is supposed to be out there. So it, it should be a festive atmosphere. And I mean, just watching some of these guys play in Freedom Hall will be, I mean, like Russ Smith never, never played in Freedom Hall. His first no. year was the year of the Yum Center. 
Uh, like Wayne Blackshear, never played at Freedom Hall. Luke Hancock, never played at Freedom Hall. Peyton Siva only played the one year at Freedom Hall. Kyle Kirk shut down Freedom Hall. He did. Seeing those guys from different teams, it, it, it just it's a unique opportunity to see Louisville basketball in the summer and in a form that we've never seen it in before. So I'm excited to watch the game tonight. I'm hoping that they pull out a victory. Um, are you familiar with the, the, the Elam ending, Trevor? Oh, is that the stupid thing where you somehow – I remember him talking about it a couple years ago, and I'm not a fan of it. So that this is, yeah, the, every TBT game uses the Elam ending. It's it's unique. I kind of like it when I watch it, but I, it's one of those people are like, hey, they use it for college. I'm like, no, I, I don't think so at all. But the so the the format for these games are. Oh, is, is there games going on there right now, I assume? I think there are a couple being played right now, yeah. Because there's like four games listed on there for today. There's nine games today. I know oh, okay. That. Is that, yeah, I'm looking at like the Gutter Cats and the Noft are, the Noft are playing, I guess, right now, maybe. Yeah, I think that they, yeah, they, I know there's a bunch going yeah. on today. But the, so, it's four 10-minute quarters, basically. Okay. Standard there. Except in the fourth quarter, the whistle blows, whenever the, the first whistle below the four-minute mark, play stops. And whatever the score is, the leading team needs to score eight more points to end the game. So let's say Stupid. that let's say Louisville tonight. Probably NBA didn't adopt at the this. under four t- timeout. Well, it avoids all the, the the gross like fouling and just you know slow play, for, like minute and a half. That's that last seventy five minutes at the end of games. I, I think for tournaments like this, it's good. But so let's say Louisville's up seventy two sixty four with three forty five to play. There's a foul called. Boom. Louisville needs to score 80 points. Both teams need to score 80 points. Hit the 80-point mark to win the game. So for Louisville, that's just eight more points. For the team that they're playing, it's 16 more points. So you see some wild comebacks happen every now and then. But typically, like it's nice to have just a mark to shoot at, and it avoids. It makes teams avoid having to foul in the closing minutes and, and play actual defense. Also helps people avoiding people wanting to watch too. Yes, people maybe. love the Elam ending. I guess people. I mean, it's just it's. I mean, yeah. I don't want to see. But for something like this, where you're you know, you're not. Yeah, for like a rock and jock game, I guess. But I mean, it's just this is. I don't know. I thought this was. I don't know. I, I think it's stupid. I'm shocked that you think something is stupid. I <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. If I'm watching a TBT game, if I'm spending my summer watching it, I don't want to spend half an hour watching 45 minutes of, of free throw shooting content. 45 seconds of free throw shooting. I like the fact that like when you get to that last four minutes, it's gonna be like five minutes, and the game's gonna be over. Like that's. To me, that's that's fun. That's what I'm looking for for something like this, where I'm not as invested as I am with like NBA or, or real college basketball. I'm good with it. I mean, they might as well. They should they should add like a four point line and then put a goal like 20 feet high, and make it a 10 point shot too. Why don't we do? You know, I don't know why they just don't add that as well. I mean, what what don't you like about this? It's, it's just corn. I don't know. I just it's one. It's just. You would have played so, the game. It's four you minutes left. Been so against the three-point line, if you'd been older in 1986, <laughs> you would have hated it so much. It was 87. 87. Uh, <laughs> well, 86-87. 86 is when it started. Yeah, and it, well, in certain teams used it in, in conference plays. You would have been like, "This is a why are they just making a seven-point line?" And Denny was. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been you. I mean, comparing me to the Hall of Famers like him and John. Okay, I'll somewhat take that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I would have been against it. I just, I don't. I just, just play the game. <laughs> that, that's what you. Well, I mean, just yeah. Why, why, why do we, we uh, like, just make like, just play the game? Is there reason? There's no reason to to to, to, to put anything extra on it. The burger's fine without it. Yeah, I don't need mustard and, and ketchup and jalapenos. Just, I just want my burger. Which is exactly what you would have said in 1986. <laughs> 
Uh, Rick Pitino, by the way, yesterday did talk to the, 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 the team via Zoom, which is, I mean, he coached the, the vast majority of these players. They are, I mean, I, think, I don't think there's anybody playing who, I guess Keith, no, Dylan Avar was a, a Pitino guy. You're Keith welcome. Otto is coaching. But he I, was, thought we, I thought uh, Luke Hancock was coaching or something. He's player coach now. Okay. Because Earl Clark couldn't play, so he took the last spot. He's, he's player coach. He and Mark Lieberman and Keith Otto, I think, are the three coaches. Okay. So, you know, and, and then you have the three players who didn't actually play at UofL. Besides them, everybody was, was coached by Rick Pitino. So, Lieberman said Pitino gets on there. He doesn't see Russ. R- Russ Smith was doing something else. And they said, we just told him that he was on the treadmill, and that made him very happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said, he's like, uh, Peyton Siva said, Rick just said, he hopes that we're in good shape, told us good luck, and he was looking forward to watching us. Uh, the Who are the three non-level players, remind me, if you, if you have it in front of you? Chris Dow from Bellarmine. Okay, which is fine. Uh, he was, he's, he's the only Louisville native on the team, which is, you know. I mean, if you're not going to do a non, if you're going to do a non-level player, a Bellarmine player probably makes is 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 a, not bad. And again, he played at Eastern High School. He's the yeah, only, he's probably the guy yeah. who played here locally. Nick Mayo, who played at EKU, who was very good. He's a Kentucky boy as well. Okay, and then Omar Pruitt, who played at William and Mary, he's from the state too, and, and knows all these guys. Okay, so at least they're from here. They're okay. all local, yeah. Even if they don't have direct U of L ties, they've got only one played guys. outside the state. It sounds like William and Mary, Virginia, right? Yes, and he was he's very good. He, he so he, and he played on a team last year. He was like the best player on a team that made it to the the elite eight of this tournament. So he's a I think so he went out and <laughs> recruited a little bit. Is what oh, you're yeah. telling me? Yeah, good. He's a good addition for sure. But, Finally, recruiting we won't get in trouble for. Yeah. So <laughs> according to Rick Bozes yesterday in his story on WDRB, he said uh, Nolan Smith considered playing on the Ville. He watched the team's final practice. He's going to be at the game. So did Josh Hurd. They're all supposed to be at the game. He says, don't be surprised if Kenny Payne, as well as all of his players, are part of the crowd, which is expected to number at least 5,000 fans. Peyton Ziva said, I think it will be really cool to see them there. I'm looking forward to that. It's good for the city. It's good for the guys. And it's good for Freedom Hall. It's good for everybody involved. This is what you want. You want to create a basketball environment. So there you go. I did like also he talked about Kyle Couric was back in Freedom Hall for the first time since that game, March 6, 2010. And he said he had his son there. there. And he looked over and he goes, I got all my points from two spots, right there and right there. And he pointed at the three-point line and the rim, which is pretty much exactly right. That was his game at that point in his U L career. But uh, very cool to have Kyle Couric back in the house that he shut down. Uh, it should be a fun environment. I'm looking forward to it. Sports bet books have Louisville as a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. I've got no idea how you determine something like that, but they do have L <laughs> as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. What is the Elam, Elam ending effect to spread as well? No. Why is it called Elam anyway? I think it's the guy who came up with it. Elam. Elam. Is it Elam or Elon or? E-L-A-M, like Jason Elam. Okay. I was thinking Matt Elam, but okay. Either one. Both work. Was it Matt Elam that came up with it? It was not. Oh. Some math, dude. (laughs) Okay. Uh Quick, uh, quick, quick uh, text line here before we end the 4 o'clock hour. Texas says, I'm super excited for the TBT, but I'm terrified in a single elimination tournament that one bad Russ game where he shoots 30 times <laughs> knocks us out. Russ is going to shoot a ton. I mean, yeah, I would expect him to, right? And also, like, how do you take Russ out? Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a weird thing trying to coach these now 30, 32-year-old men who've been pros for a long time. Um, you know, Russ is – very much going to try to prove himself. I think that he feels like he deserves to be in the NBA. He scored 60 points per game everywhere he's gone. Uh, I think he's going, to, he's going to be out there looking to put on a show tonight for sure. And I hope he does. Texture says, um, is the game on TV? Yeah, 
watch ESPN streaming is the only way that it's going to. Oh, give me a bumped for. I'm curious. You can check it out. I, I, again, I, I, my internet doesn't work in here, so you, you can look at it on there if you want to look at the ESPN schedule for tonight. Texas, I'm a big Elam ending guy. It makes it feel more like pickup basketball that we all grew up playing. Well, 24 by 4? Yeah, something like that. Do, do, do they, is it winter ball? If you hit a shot, do you keep the ball in this NTBT? No. 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 Texas, every non shooting foul is a free throw and ball. Say it again. I was looking at the TV schedule, which doesn't look like there's anything on national TV tonight. There's not? No, it looks like it's all ESPN Plus. ESPN, like their national coverage has I'm been. I'm curious. Yeah, because what are they showing on ESPN tonight? Then I wonder. So like, Baseball, I guess. Yeah. So the last few days, like, you know, like when the Reds haven't been playing or they played early, I've been like, oh, I'll see if there's a baseball game on late. Everything on ESPN, like both channels, it's like cornhole or like you know women's archery. It's just like it, it's. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we should get a baseball game on there or something on there. Unless like, I'm looking at this wrong, it looks like the next next broadcast will be the noon round three here in Louisville on ESPN2 on Saturday. It looks like it's on ESPN Plus the rest of the week. Yeah. Which does, does suck. I ended, up doing, I ended up getting ESPN Plus, though, so I, I might actually throw it on the phone when I get home. Yeah, there you go. Texas Mike, work for a company like KSR if you want free handouts. Well, not, not free hand. That's not a free hand. I think it's you covering. want free. I think you want free. No, it's covering an event. No, you want you want handouts. Well, I, I like, get everything handed to you. I like handouts, but also when you cover something, your company pays for it. That's the way. That's the way it works. You liberal hippies always want everything free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want like. Yeah, I'm not asking for like. I don't know, free, <laughs> free tickets to every game in a box. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Texas, as an EKU alum and a lifetime Cards fans, I'll be at Freedom Hall tonight. Very excited to see nice. Nick Mayo out there with all of the UofL guys. Texas, I went to look at tickets for the game tonight, and the bleeps were $98. Now, is that because you're paying for, like, all the multiple games, though? I don't think so. Because that, that, now that you say, like, the, the, the ticket price is outrageous to me, but, I mean, you are getting... Like I mean, there's there's I mean there's a game like you said going on right now. It started at two o'clock. See, this person there's says I don't, two, I don't know what happened to those thirty three dollar tickets, but they're long gone. I can't. I mean, if they're saying they're expecting five thousand people, I'm guessing that that's based on ticket sales. So I can't imagine that the, like the lower bowl is not sold out at Freedom Hall, and I know that the the upper bowl is not. It's not like the Yum Center where it's a terrible. It's like you're watching a different game, but I can't imagine no, that they're Freedom Hall is good. You can still it's yeah. Not bad at there's all. no real bad seat yeah, at Freedom Hall. I agree. Um, I mean. I, I would think that, that that price has to be because you're paying for four games. There's, I, There's I can't, no way it's ninety eight dollars to get in tonight. I mean, unless no you're way. getting, I mean, unless they're counting it as a four day set. I mean, a four game set. I can't imagine that that's the case. Texas Corey Brewer is currently playing in the TBT game at Freedom Hall. He was is a guy that won an NBA title and scored fifty five points in an NBA game Did playing in the TBT. I mean, it, uh, Shell Shock, which is Maryland's going against Gataverse right now. Which I'm assuming is, is the Florida team. Yeah. I was, yeah. It's yeah. One of my all time wrong predictions. I wish I knew who the Gutter Cats and the Noft were from with. I, they, don't, they don't list those yeah. on here. One, one of my all time wrong predictions was I thought out of the big three from Florida that was so good to won the back to back national titles, I thought Corey Brewer was easily going to be better than, than, than Horford and Noah. And he very clearly was the, the distant third when it comes to NBA careers. Out of those three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, six eight. he can handle it. He can shoot he it. He bounced, can it. yeah. Horror for being as good as he was surprised me. I'm shocked. Still shocked. Yeah. He's, he's I mean, I, I liked him as a, as a player. I was I remember, I remember being surprised because they took him ahead of, of Mike Conley. And I remember thinking, like, why would you not take Mike Conley? 
which I guess, I don't know, in hindsight would have been a better pick. I don't know. It's kind of iffy, iffy. Texture says all lower-level seats are sold out. They have been since this morning. If, I mean, if the lower level sold out, then you're going to get more than 5,000 people at this game. You'll, you impressive. will set the record. Yeah, if, if the whole lower section sold out. Because Freedom Hall sits, seats, what, 19.5? I thought it was 18.5 around there, though, yeah. And it's more than 19. So Is it more than 19 now? Yeah, okay. Every game at Freedom Hall was always 19+. plus. <clears throat> so if the, I'm assuming the lower level is at least like 8,000, right? There may be more seats in the upper level, but the lower section I would assume would be at least eight. And, yeah, that would be a new record. Uh, basketball, according to Wikipedia, is 18.865. What? That's, but, but how many times has a basketball for a sellout been listed above capacity? Well, every, yeah, I mean, go look at any, like, Louisville's, like, 2010 season. Every single game is, is 19,000-plus. Yeah, and I know what you're saying, but I'm just, I'm just saying on Wikipedia it says the gotcha. capacity. And for concerts, it's 19,200. Okay. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's always. So I assume still, like, 8,000 for the lower section at least. Yeah, the highest uh, attendance number would have been 2007-8 where it averaged 19-4. Yeah, I mean, I mean, average more than "quote unquote" the capacity is. Yeah, silly. Average number nineteen as well in 2009. I mean, yeah. Texas through Ticketmaster, the lower bowl is now forty-five dollars. Upper bowl, uh, thirty-five dollars as of today. Ticketmaster does not show any available pairs of seats in the lower bowl. Well, there you go. Should be hope again. Hope it's a great crowd. Be cool. I mean, I'm expecting to see something big there when I yeah. click on. You always are. You. Always- <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, five o'clock hour is up next. We'll I take the right to that, didn't it? <laughs> more from you guys on the text line. We'll talk more TBT. A couple more reactions from the media day that was in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Continues next here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. You want to throw in the curse words, don't you? I bleep and need you. Yeah, the first time I saw that movie, that may have been the hardest I I, I was like, this guy's incredible. <laughs> that was old school, right? Yeah. Was, and then he gives the great speech about coming home early from San Diego. The, the look on Will Ferrell's face <laughs> when he's dancing, <laughs> he says it for the second time. He's like, I, I lose it every time. It's great. You know, know it's, it's, interesting it's, note yeah. about this song I didn't learn. I learned this the other day was it was actually written for Meatloaf to be used in a vampire, like, Rock opera. Another rock opera fact. And 83 was all about the rock operas. This sounds like it could be a meatloaf song. For and sure. like, it, it, apparently it was written for him, and it's about a vampire. And, and, and so, like, but the song, I guess, is about a vampire falling, and, falling in love and turning her into a vampire with him. Sounds like forgetting ceremony. Like, when you go back and look, yeah, it, it is kind of crazy when you think about that. Like, when you, now, now I know that. Like, I've listened to the song. It just kind of does have a weird new, like, kind of meaning to it. That's and I could definitely see Meatloaf singing this. That does change things a little bit. You a big fan of uh, Confessions by Dashboard Light? Yeah. Paradise by Dashboard Light? Yeah, I am actually. I, I know you. You're the one that doesn't like the baseball part of it, though, right? Yeah, I fast forward through it. It's, yeah, yeah, you hate it's, that. It, it just it goes too long. 
<laughs> the metaphor that's, that's gets beaten to a pulp. Yeah, it's, it, it's too much. It's just like, I, I get it. I, I see what you're going for here. We Did you get it, really? Did you know what they were doing? We could have moved on at some a certain point. You should have gotten around first and second a little quicker. Yeah. <laughs> okay, come on, stop. Uh, anyways, welcome in 5 o'clock hour here, Mike Rutherford Show, 1450 The Big X. Uh, again, apologies for not being on the air yesterday. TK is still working out. Oh, my God. I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I think Frank left. Yeah, Frank, who Frank, lives Frank, here. His car doesn't work, so he just he just walked down the street. Who literally <laughs> never comes over here and interacts with us. Like, we'll see him out there, but he didn't come over here and make a – it was so bad that he came over. I and wanted ma- to check on me. And like, made a face like, like this is like, I think I'm going to die out here. I like also how he didn't for a second think that it may have been me. Like, he went right, <laughs> That's a good, he went well, he right went, to you. For, for what it's worth, he could have just been coming to me. Like and like making the expression to me, not wondering whether, you know, maybe, was, yeah, but that's not what I. It's not <laughs> the takeaway that I had. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming you thought it could be either one of us. He was just giving me the look. Maybe, it's uh, it's bad. I'm seeing now also that Montrez Harrell in the house tonight. Was he gonna? Was he? No, I guess he. He's not. He can't play because he's an NBA player. He's in the NBA. Yeah, you can't play. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. If you're in the, so he and, and like. Jordan War, who I've heard also may be here. Nice. I think Jordan War is also going to play in this uh, this kickball thing that I'm uh, umpiring this weekend. Saturday, Jim Patterson Stadium, 1 o'clock. Tickets on sale now. Oh, we're not doing a show out there this time? Yeah, it's on Saturday this year. If you want to oh. see uh, you know, me get into it with Jack Harlow, potentially toss him, come out, and uh, we're going to do it. It's going to be great. I'm but still I, I, up. So this is two years in a row now. They haven't invited a kick, a, a me to be in a kickball event when I'm known as the Babe Ruth of kickball. When you were like nine. I'm still. Legends never die, Smalls. Okay. <laughs> Good to see Trez here. I don't know if he's playing this weekend. I have heard that that War will be playing. Uh, so excited to see all these local legends. And, and again, if you want to see him at Freedom Hall, boom, do it. If you want to see him at Jim Patterson, tickets are available. Should be a fun Ooh, time. Yeah. One o'clock, I think, is is the set time. The I think the five thirty is going to be when the championship games play. But it'll be a team of U of L players, UK players. Uh, Jack Harlow and his boys, the homies, will be a team. And I, last year, the team was like Lou City and Racing Louisville players. It was. I'm not sure if that'll be because Lou City plays Saturday night, so I can't imagine that they'll have their guys out there. Yeah, it takes a lot of out of them to, to do the kickball thing. Yeah, I mean, to, you know, I can't imagine. You know, you've got prepped, you've got uh, you know pregame, all that good stuff. It's packed the the fam night at Lynn Family Stadium. They're trying to set a new attendance record, which we'll talk about more as we get deeper into the week. We'll have tickets available for that game too that we'll give out on uh, tomorrow's nice. show. Uh, we also have some. We gotta start giving away some of these Lou City Racing Lou shirts. They're all me. Like we have piles of T-shirts here at the studio. We gotta give away more of those. I mean, so it sounds like he, they need some opponents for the the homies. So I mean, hello, I'm available. I, will, I got nothing going on Saturday. I'll put the word out. Every time your homies, I, my mind goes to clueless when they're rolling with, with the, the homies. homies. Yeah. That's I always think of. I'll let the powers that be know that you are you're interested in plus. How do you name drop that one in there? I'm not. <laughs> is, the, is the answer. You're lied to like made up how you were going to do it. Well, <laughs> I'm not. I don't know what you want me to say. I name drop you. I appreciate that. Uh, 502-414-1450 <laughs> is the Thornton sex line. If you have thoughts that you want to get out today, you got an hour to do so. We've talked a lot about the TBT coming up. 7 o'clock tip-off for uh, L, the, the Ville team versus War Ready, the Auburn team. You can watch on Watch ESPN. You can listen on 93.9 The Ville. Is Chris Porter on that team? I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't know why it's the only name that popped in my head that could be on there. 
I don't even check persons not because felons can't go across state lines, but <laughs> I mean Wesley might be on there. Who else would be Damian Fishback? I mean, he's a Kentucky native. Okay. Bit Auburn. Let me ask you this. So we've got quick refresher here. The roster for for U of L. Russ Smith, Peyton Siva, Wayne Blackshear, Shane Bahannon, Chinano Onawaku, yeah. Rakeem Buckles, Dylan Avar. Uh, Chris Dow, Nick Mayo, Omar Pruitt, Luke Hancock. Is Pruitt a big a center, I assume? He's a big guy. He's like 6'8". Okay, because we're, kind of we're lacking a little. When we sh- other than Chinaqua, we're, we're uh, whatever. Say that again? No. no, no, no. Try, take two? I'm not a old ball coach. <laughs> the old center coach. The old center coach. The granny shot shooter. Uh, yeah, he's going to say his name. I just scooped Shinanu. Shinanu. Onawaku. Yeah, that one. Uh, we we are lacking a little bit of size in the in the in the, in the beef in the middle. So let's ask this because I, I am curious to see. I mean, you've got a lot of Louisville and Kyle Kirk is the one guy. Uh, also, the twelfth player I didn't mention there. That doesn't yeah, it still leaves a hole in the middle. What do you what do you go with for a starting lineup here? Let's play that game. Uh, well, I mean, obviously you're going Russ and Peyton in the backcourt. Right? I think you have. I mean, to. yeah, that's that's a given. Um, uh, I, I would I would kind of just I think you named it right off the bat. I think you just when you went out with black shirt to three. You think over Kirk? Uh, yeah, I would do Blackshirt to three, Kirk. And I'd just go small and Blackshirt and Kirk with uh, Anawanku. Here's this is my guess of what it's going to be. I think you're gonna. Have, I think it'll be Peyton and Russ. Yeah. I think you'll have Kirk at the three. I think you'll have either Mayo or Pruitt at the four. I mean, you could play Blackshirt the four, right? You could. My I issue mean, is there going to be a lot of teams out there with bigger like a, a, a abundance of six five and up guys? You I got mean. some big dudes out there. Okay. And then I think you start Chinano with the five. I saw, I mean, just based on the clips, like Wayne has gotten, I don't know, Wayne's a little big. Uh, he was okay. always, we had the fat Wayne jokes when we were in town here. I don't know if, if, if Wayne is, he looked fine, but I don't know if he's ready to play big time minutes on, on a wing. Kirk has been like one of the better players in the EuroLeague for a long time. He's clearly in great shape. Just finished up with, uh, with his last season with Barcelona. I think he maybe is, is in more playing shape, ready to go. Than Wayne is, but we'll see. And Luke, I think, is is probably going to limit his own minutes. I think he'll probably play just kind of spot minutes uh, along with with Dylan Avar as well in the backcourt. Um, and then Onawaku Mayo are probably your your two centers that will rotate out there. But Chinano is going to have to. I think he'll be the starting center. I mean, can Shane not play center? He Shane much. could play center. Yeah, that's, that's a mean, good point. Shane Shane could probably do. But Shane, but, but Shane's what six six. I mean, Wayne's six five. Like I said, I think you could put both at that five or that four. You could if you wanted to. I think uh, I'm curious to see how like because Shane talks about how he's dropped twenty pounds. Uh, he let himself go a little bit. He has not played like organized professional basketball in a few years. But apparently, he's in better shape. Like, what what are you going to get from him? Uh, it's just the you know these are the types of questions that you don't have to really ask when you're talking about normal college L basketball, but here it's like, you know, is that kid, is he dealing with, uh, you know, how many kids does he have? How's he sleeping well at night? Like, what, when was the last time he played an organized game? You just, you don't know with some of these guys. So I'm very curious to see, but my guess is it's going to be, I think Peyton and Russ is, is a given. Give the fans what they want. I think that's, yeah, I think, I think it is. And they've both been playing professionally recently, so you feel like they'll be in, in good shape. Russ just wrapped up in Italy. Peyton just played his last season in the uh, the NBL in, in over there in New Zealand. Kirk or Wayne, I guess maybe at the three. Maybe if you wanted to throw Omar Pruitt in there, I don't know. I'm going to guess Kyle gets the start, and then we'll say Mayo and Onawaku. I mean, Rakeem Buckles, I don't even know what he's been doing. 
I haven't heard about Rakeem I, in a I while. don't know what Rakeem's done since the Cali game, to be honest with you. He played well in that game. <laughs> that was the game. Like, everybody's, oh, Rakeem Buckles is going to be the man. I'm like, okay, let's 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 slow down a little bit maybe. But. And he got hurt right before UK the next year, and that's when I knew. Like We always had an injury right before UK during that time period. And we always tried to act like it was the reason why we lost. We're like, if we'd had Buckles, we would have won by 20. <laughs> if you hadn't poked Palacios in the eye, we'd have won by 35. Ah, well, that was more on the traveling, but yeah. I mean, yeah, we, uh, that was it. I, I enjoyed doing that. It's like every year, if we just, if you'd let David Levitch play and not hurt his head and sprained ankle, <laughs> you'd have had no answer for us. Even when the game gets canceled for COVID, we're like, yeah, if they, they, they had the game, we would have won by 17. We would have. We hadn't mm. lost to them before COVID before last That's year. That's true. People forget about that. I know. It's not with this dominance. One game winning streak. I don't know how they do that. We remind them on a regular basis. <laughs> and honestly, it doesn't even count because, you know, we, we won four games. So the game is stricken from the record. <laughs> 502-414-1450. Are you excited about the TBT tonight? Uh, your reaction to Jeff Brom's comments uh, down there in Charlotte ACC Media Days. The players, I thought, gave some pretty straightforward answers as well. We mentioned we, we played Brom's clip uh, during his time at the podium. The players themselves also, I, I thought, handled themselves very well. Kept it close to the best, I assume. Yeah, I mean, and that's what you want, right? Yeah, you don't really want your play. You, you don't mind, I guess, sometimes if your coach will say something kind of you know, trending and sure. they, they can, sure. you know, put a little, you know, move the needle on the X. But uh, the players, you'd rather just kind of, yeah, you'd rather the players kind of keep it close to the best. Especially when you're in a position like Louisville is, where, you know, we've been okay recently, but we haven't exactly been kings of the ACC or anything. No. If you're, you know, if you're Clemson or whatever, and let's say that you ask a player about Florida State being potentially picked to win the conference this year. Like, I think it's fine if you want to come out and be like, you know, what have they done against us recently or whatever. Like, a little chest-thumping quote. But when you're, you know, when you're us and we've been kind of 6-6, six and 7-5, six, and five, you know, just right around there the last few years, and all these players have been a part of that, you can see why they might, you know, they might talk about where they want to go as opposed to, you know, I th- we're coming for Clemson and Charlotte. We're guaranteed, you know, you're not going to really get that. We'll be Georgia. here in a few months back. We'll be back, people. <laughs> yeah, see you in two months. Save our parking spot. Because we, we got a little bit of that from Malik Cunningham last year, and it ended up not being great. Remember he had comments uh, about Kentucky. He basically guaranteed that they were going to beat Clemson. He's like, I've got that game circled. We're going to win that game. And essentially he got into it with the Syracuse players. And basically, well, that was the Syracuse player started. That was the, the linebacker, started, right? Yeah, he, he was like, he's like, can't wait to see you all. And Malik, he actually ended up being right. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he, he absolutely backed up his smack talk. <laughs> yeah, he did. That guy killed us too in that game. He had like thirty-five <laughs> tackles. Basically, all of the smack talk that came out of Charlotte last year wound up being bad for us. We got into <laughs> about Syracuse, Clemson, and Kentucky, and all three. Uh, I mean, Clemson didn't kick our ass, but they, 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 you know, they, they, they no, did. No, we talked trash about that linebacker, too. We were like, who does this guy think he is? Because we'd shut him out like 30 nothing the year before, right? We, in our defense, he'd played three games against us where we'd beaten them by a combined like 122 to yeah. 7. It was like us I mean, It was like us talking smack to Kentucky right now, which you know we do as rival fans and, and whatever. But like, if a player was like, you know, we're like Malik kind of did last year. Like we're coming for Kentucky. We're gonna, <laughs> we're, like, you kind of you open yourself up to that. It's like, well, you you have to prove it at some point before you just you know, we're, we're going to really believe you. But Jawar Jordan, I, I thought uh, him especially, he got asked the question: Do you have to win a championship in order to call it a successful season? Which is always I don't think so. a difficult question to ask because you know it, it it puts players in a tough spot where. Obviously, their goal is to win a championship, whether it's conference, bowl, 
you know, BC, well, you know, BCS isn't around anymore, playoff. So, yeah. But you know, if you say no, it kind of sounds like you're lowering your own bar and like it's sort of a de- defeatist. And so it's a difficult situation for them to be put in. But he said, no, sir. I believe a step forward is successful. So we had seven games or seven wins in the regular season last year. So just a step forward to me would make this a successful season. Well, Do somebody, you agree? Somebody is taking their, their, their public speaking class and doing well at it. Yeah, I agree 100%. I, I agree 100% with what he said. Making going forward and improving from the year before is definitely a, a step forward and, and, and a successful one at that. I agree with it 100%. Great answer, by the way. Yeah. I, I Who think gave that answer? Jawar Jordan. Been here a while. He's got some training under him. A good answer. Looks like that time at Syracuse, he learned a little bit. Uh, Brian Hudson, I thought, also gave some some good answers too. He, he, Brian is very well spoken. He's yeah. A, he's a insightful kid. He got asked a little bit about being a a dual sports star at U of L because he's such a you know, he's, he's a big time All American in track. Um, I thought he said some good things. Ashton Delade was just there. For stereotype, stereotype of me to like say shot put. Oh no, you're you're exactly. Okay, yeah, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was hundred meter dash. I'm sorry. <laughs> For some reason, I didn't picture Brian Hudson running the hud- uh, hurdles. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, he he's shot put, and I th- okay. think the um, whatever the, the not the know, it'd be bad to make a, a stereotype on that one. Or I not. mean, an offensive I mean, lineman. He's, yeah, he's, you say track. He's like field. six two, two seventy, I think, or something. He's not pole vault. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 pretty no, much. It's not as easy as some people know it is. <laughs> It can be difficult. It's not for everybody. It's not for everyone. Uh, it's like Notre Dame with Rudy. It's not for everyone. It's not. <laughs> hey, it worked out for him, though. It's true. Uh, Ashton Jolly got asked about you know, who does he model his game after, I thought, which I thought was an interesting question. He said, my modeling of a game, I really try to watch Von Miller a lot. I like Von Miller as an edge rusher. Max Crosby is another good one. Uh, George Karlaftis is someone that, I pl- that played under my current coach. He has been great to learn from. Uh, I thought that that was – I mean – for a guy who's you know coming off the edge, trying to Two get back to the line. Two intriguingly different players, by the way, in Crosby and, and Miller. Yeah, but I think Von Miller is a good person to, to sort of model yourself after. If you oh, want yeah, to be a Hall guy of Famer, yeah. He's going to be in the backfield doing what Ashton Jelani was able to do so successfully last year and we hope is able to do more of this year. And again, if you haven't seen the pictures of his hair, guy looked great. Looked One incredible. was the second pick in the draft. The other was like a fifth rounder. Do you remember Max Crosby went to school? No. Eastern Michigan. Did not know that. Turned out to be a lot of Raider fans are like, we got Max Crosby in the fifth round. Granted, we used our fourth pick in the draft on that kid from Clemson, but kind of worked out, right? Yeah. That kid sucked. What was Colin Frere, I think his name was? He's not good. Now, he, he got released this year. Apparently, they've already announced the starting five for tonight. I saw that, too. I didn't want to click on the text, though, because I didn't want to, I, I wanted you to make sure. We're pretty close. Siva, mm-hmm. Russ, Couric, Shane, Onowaku. So the only, well... I guess someone we missed was Shane, right? Shane, yeah, I did not think. I mean, I said go small with Wayne and Kyle and on a walk. He's in great shape. Yeah. So that you've got three of the five starters from the 2013 national championship team in the starting lineup tonight. That's pretty cool. And then Kirk, who was a starter with those uh, three in 2012 and on the Final Four team, mm-hmm. and then Shinano, who's uh, you know was was here for 2014 and 15. Um, yeah. Did you still shoot Granny? I wonder. I know he did when he when he had his like. Brief trip to the NBA, like when he was in the because yeah, I know he yeah he did he did. I remember watching time, him do it with the with the Rockets right every time he did it with the Rockets or if he did it in the G League it would be one of those things that would go viral on the internet because oh my god he's shooting granny so I know he did it through his his pro career in the United States I don't know if he kept it going overseas but he had he was the MVP of whatever league he just played in so I know he's playing at a, at a relatively high level still. 
But, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if – we'll find out tonight. I, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, is that, do they have free throws in, with the Elam rule? They have free throws, yes. Okay. They're, it's basically – it's a normal game until the very end. It's it, Everything else is the same. Then it becomes cartoony. I like how you refer to it without the Elam rules as normal. It that, is. that just tells you that the the other version is well. It's normal because we don't use it in any other variation of the sport. Yeah, no. it's, it's a it's different. Uh, but he played in in Tel Aviv. He played in the the top league in Israel this past year. And was I've been the, on Israel basketball. Was the MVP? Thank you for that, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> I remember why I was I got like it was on Uncle Bo. And I got just got a wild hair up my my keister one some one summer and like just bet I was betting on the, the basketball in Israel. You don't have to admit that. <laughs> I did well in it, though. I only bet I would look up the roster, and if I had the team, NBA play, uh, former players on it, I recognized the most names on it. I went with that team. Apparently, he does still shoot the granny shots. Good. I wonder if Jeff Greer will be there tonight to. Uh, <laughs> to, to I wish more players shot him. granny style. It worked, clearly. He shot, think, like, yeah. he shot like 38% his freshman year. Did you ever try shooting granny free throws? No, but I see like the – I understand like the – get the rotation. Mm-hmm. I understand like the the physics behind it and why it would work well. And it was clearly – shockingly, Rick Pitino knows what he's doing. Do you see the – Shockingly. The, the news that uh, Jim Harbaugh suspended for the first four games of this upcoming season for NCAA rules violations. Sharon Moore, a, a Michigan assistant who was here before he went to Michigan, is going to be suspended for one game. Oh, I did not see this. Yeah, this is, uh, but but this may also shock you. Michigan appears to they've worked with the NCA to come up with this punishment. I, like, once again, I didn't know this was an option when we when we it's like reclassifying. Well, if we could have worked with the NCA about our punishment, we could have been like, we'll give you one scholarship for being able to keep the banner, please. <laughs> like I, I didn't know that you could actually do this, but uh, apparently Michigan and the NCA have been talking and working things out. Funny how that works. And what banners are they going to keep? What do you mean? They don't need banners up. Well, they just won the Big Ten last year. Ooh. And they played in the college football playoff. They didn't win it. They did. You get a banner for going to that? I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you do. Okay. And you, they won the Big Ten. But Michigan, their first four games, it's almost as if they knew this was coming. Their first four games this year at home, all home games East Carolina. Ooh, I don't know. The Pirates look out. UNLV. Uh, is, is, did our, is our boy still out there? The transfer, the running back? I uh, know he transferred to BYU. Yeah. <laughs> so he went from UNLV to BYU. He did. We may, we talked about okay. the time about it's how like it's the cultures, weirdest yeah. Yeah, culture yeah. shift of all time. Bowling Green in week three, uh, and no. then Rutgers. Well, it is a conference game. They may not need Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> I think they're going to be okay. I mean, if if it weren't for the most recent trend, the the jokes would be like, "Why can't we get Ohio State when well, he's not there?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a spectacular work by the AD there. He got it done. He was ready to go. The last thing I want to get to before we we, we take a break and we potentially go to the text line here for the, the end of the show. Um, did you see who met with the Lions over the weekend? What happened? Did you see who met with the Detroit Lions over the weekend? Oh, yes, I did see this. Teddy. Teddy. I bet you got to be excited for that. Was oh, it? my God. Now, the Lions did pick up – they picked up the, the uh, former Baylor receiver from the Jets a few weeks ago, right? They did. Uh, Denzel Mims, yeah. Mims is there. Um, Being kind of a bust. I doubt he'll stay around long. but Yeah, I mean – I can't see him probably getting along with Dan, Dan Campbell's gung-ho attitude. You don't think? I don't think so. Mims has been kind of underachieved, pretty much underachieved since he's been with the Jets, so – I can see 
Teddy being a Dan Campbell guy. No, not Teddy. I'm talking about Denzel I know. Mims, I'm just yeah. saying to, to shift the conversation back to what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can see like, – like Teddy is a full-on like team-first guy, all that stuff, great presence in the locker room. I can see him being a, a full-on like Dan Campbell guy who just fits with the culture that they're trying to establish there. Um, Which that the culture is, please let our offensive line stay healthy. Well, there's that. Because they stayed healthy last year, and as I told you before last season, a healthy line's offensive line's maybe top five in the league. We did already have terrible scare. Did you see C.J. Gardner-Johnson got hurt over the weekend? That didn't surprise me. Uh, I, I, I'm worried about you all signing him. I think he might have been kind of a – Apparently he's okay, but it's, yeah. it made people scared. You but. gave him a big deal from us. I know that was that's something that's questions with our team as well. Yeah. Um, I mean – I, when I saw He's that, very boisterous, by the way. Things have been going too well for the Lions for something terrible not to happen. <laughs> that's just that's the way that we have to establish it, to, to look at it. I'm assuming something something terrible is going to happen to Golf or somebody or Amon Ra or, or whatever. I was watching um, on Sunday. NFL Network did a uh, marathon of um, NFL the, the NFL yearbooks of each team, and I was going to text you when the Lions was on, but I think it was it was earlier today, and you probably wouldn't have time to get to it or not, but. Eagles one was on later tonight, but the Lions one was on. I thought it was it was it was, it was interesting watching, especially it's at the end when Dan Campbell just like just praises the ownership of the Lions so much at the end. I'm like, savvy move. Really, it's kind of something you don't expect to hear from you know the Lions, but okay. I, I mean, I know that we we drafted Hendon Hooker. Yeah, they've got what Nate Sudfeld still, whatever. Like, but oh, he's a long time. He was with the Eagles forever. I would love to have Teddy on just as like the primary backup. Just, you know, just just get him in there. Just just get Teddy on my team. I mean, you just want, you want to run the ball two out of three times anyway. So I, I, just, I want Teddy. Uh, I, I want him. I, well, I need him. Article just popped up uh, on my, on the on the X about uh, Detroit hosting Teddy Bridgewater. Although quickly you've transitioned to the X because everybody else is like. <laughs> Everybody else is like, we're all agreeing that we're just going to Sears Tower this thing, right? Like, just nobody is, no, nobody acknowledges that the name is different. Well, first of all, and, and it's weird because that is me. I'm the one that's like, it's Cardinal Stadium. Right. I mean, it is Sears Tower. God, I don't even know what they changed it. What I it, could not tell you what the Sears Tower is. Yeah, it's always the Sears Tower for me. I still, I still call Comiskey, like, Jack, uh, Jack uh, Murphy Stadium in San Diego. Even the dome building downtown <laughs> is, because I knew it as the Mercer building for a while when Mercer was there when I was working downtown, and it's changed a couple of times since then. And I'm like, I learned Mercer Tower. I, I'll call it that, or I'm calling it the dome building. I'm not learning whatever it is now. I never, I never knew its name. I've it's always known it as the dome building, yeah. I mean, I, I've caught myself mentioning the Colts and saying the Hoosier Dome still. That place has been imploded for a decade. And yet it took you no time whatsoever to be like, I'm on X. I'm on the X. <laughs> I'm seeing. I, have, I don't Maybe it's an X thing. I mean, you wouldn't I'm understand. X, I'm X blocking you. I'm zocking you. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's dangerous. I don't. I have I have type kind of, in X O C K and see what happens to you. I have kind of smoothly transitioned into the X. I don't know what it is. You're a big brain guy like Elon. I mean, <laughs> you're basically both trillionaires. I mean, maybe it's because I've been you know working with the big X for so long. I don't know. It's just, yeah, but but there is now uh, Courier just put up a uh, tweet uh, literally just a minute ago about uh, about the X. Uh, the uh, you're on the X. The Lions looking to re uh, Lions re-sign Nate Sunfield and are now looking at Teddy Bridgewater. I want it to happen. I need it to I happen. I mean, Hooker could – I mean, Sunfield's a practice guy anyway. I mean – Sure. He was he was a four-string, like I said, in Philly forever, former for IU quarterback. But I think it would be a good – I think it would be a good move for Detroit. I'm seeing some people on uh, – look, call me out if you want me to. Sure. But I'm seeing, like, some fans who are like – 
the nerves are setting in. Like I'm getting nervous about this. Like I, I'm I'm excited to watch these guys play. What about Louisville or for Detroit? For TBT, like for, oh. for Louisville for the TBT. Like I, like I haven't been this nervous for a U of L game in a long time. Like. I, I'm excited to watch them play. I'm not like nervous for it. Like it, this feels like kind of icing on the cake. I want them to win, obviously, but I'm not. It, I'm not it's nervous. not like a real like I'll I'll be more nervous before like the UMBC game when we play an actual game that matters like for the actual U of L team. I mean, yeah, it, I don't know if I'm going into it with the wrong mindset, but I'm not like putting all my my eggs into the. Like, I'm excited to see these guys come like like that. I haven't seen in a long time play together. Is that is that a kind of a. Tells you where the state of the program is currently. That, that, it's not a great thing that, that, I mean, that people are saying. That. <laughs> I mean, I know it's it's awesome to have like you know it's nostalgic and it, these are all former level, for the most part level players and but yeah, I, I can't. I don't know why you'd be nervous. I mean, if they lose tonight, it'll suck. Maybe not. I, I'm going to win more than anything just to have something to talk about the rest of the week. And I want to be able to talk about going it, forward. And, with and it, it will be you know th- this would be if we lost, it would definitely be a like point and laugh type thing from our rivals again, where it'd be embarrassing. Like you guys got so excited about this, we've heard so much about it, and now you're one and done. Uh, like that would be annoying. Didn't UK do it last year? I don't think they've ever had a TBT team. Was did they do a three? Was it a three? I could be wrong. I, think I they, thought they had a TBT one. Year. I think they had one that included Shane, like a while back, because the TBT has been going on for like ten years now. I think they had one. and I think they won a couple of games. Um, has it been ten years? Yeah, they've been doing this for a while now. Good um, lord! I know that's how I feel every time we talk about the national title. It's <laughs> like <laughs> so. Like I'm, again, don't get me wrong. Like I'm looking forward to going home, firing up the game, and watching them play. But I'm also not approaching this as if it's like an official U of L event. Like we don't get a banner for this. It, it, it the Yum Center. And we should whatever. Just put a banner for anything. I've been saying that for years. Well, it'd go in Freedom Hall though, wouldn't it? Sure, but like you know, it's not something that goes on U of L's official record or anything like that. It's just again, I'm excited about it, but I'm viewing it more as a like fun exhibition type thing, summer activity than I am something that officially affects my. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I would be more anxious and nervous watching just even like lower level level sports than I would this. Yeah, I think that's. that's I mean, I was more into private. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to like knock them, but like the volleyball run. Than, yeah, I mean that's a legitimate national title. Yeah, yeah, and opposed to yeah the TBT, which doesn't even have a legitimate ending. Stop. <laughs> just that the Elon ending Stop. on the X. Take our last break. <laughs> when we come back, a text from you guys at 502-414-1450. Are you more pumped about this? Are you more, I mean, not pumped, but are you legitimately feeling nervous about this? Are the nerves setting in for you? Let us know if we're in the minority here. Are we bad for not being pumped? I don't here? know. I'm kind of wondering that now. I, I, I feel a little bit bad, but I'm just, I'm, I'm not. I'm excited, but if we lose, like, I'm not going to be, I won't, like, last year, when we lost, or I mean, at a certain point, you get kind of used to it. But like every Louisville loss in football <laughs> exactly. or men's well, basketball, yeah, I agree. Yeah, like it does kind of like it, it should not affect <laughs> me as a 38 year old man, but it does. Like I, it affects it my mood for hours afterward. Like if they lose tonight, I'll be bummed, but I'm not going to be like, oh god, I, this is just, it's it's not really going to affect me as much as an actual U of L game does. But again, maybe I'm in the minority. We'll take a break. We'll hear from you guys on the text line. Keep it locked right here, Rutherford Show, wrapping up after this here on 1450 The Big X. Now I'm only falling apart There's nothing I can do A total eclipse of the heart Once upon a time there was light in my life But 
Alright, uh, last segment here of the Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 96.1 The Big X. What you got? We get in the last segment. I, there's something I meant to bring up to you earlier and I completely I forgot. Wait. I can't wait. Um, I don't know if you saw this over the weekend. Um, it was somewhat sad and actually kind of out of nowhere. I don't know how much truth there is to it, but it was definitely teased. Uh, we saw the end of an air on Saturday night. AW? Yes, it was. Yeah, I'm an ass man. After their loss and his pin against the, the House of Dark, Billy Gunn took off his boots, left no. them in the center of the ring, and walked out. No. Which is the sign of I retirement wrestling. How many? What other song has that line? It says, so many asses, so little time. So many, it's, it's the greatest <laughs> song ever written. I've been saying this for years. Anyway, if anyone wants free publicity, I'll put you on the website. I'll have you on the show. I'll do, have your first dance at your wedding to Ass Man. <laughs> I would do that. I will give you as much attention. I will have you on the show every day for a year. Well, you ain't do that anyway. <laughs> I'm an ass. Ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to the center of the ballroom. <laughs> the lovely couple will be celebrating their first dance to Ass Man. I mean, right there, right there like with the... Uh, the Magic Stick song by 50 Cent, maybe, or something. Or just like, what's the most generic first dance song? Oh, I have no idea. Like, what, 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 I mean, is there like a generic go-to for first dance songs? Like, I don't know. I mean, like... We've talked about worst. Let's say like, uh, I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston. We'll say like that. Like, okay. You start that I song, that. and then it's like, record scratch. <laughs> I'm an ass man. <laughs> Bride and groom just start getting it. I mean, I've, I've, I would go viral. It, it would be incredible. I, I would love it more than anything. It, maybe Billy Gunn can even show up. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say that my boy Orange Cassidy was now no longer the All Atlantic champion, which no. I'm nervous for a little bit. No, he wrestles. He wrestles on tomorrow night, though. He does. He's got uh, a match against AR Fox tomorrow night. We need Gangrel back now to take uh, Billy Gunn's place. So Billy Gunn, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't seen it. In the the the, t- the rumor is the scuttlebutt is that he is was stepping aside, but. It was uh, kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, that's when you take your, your boots off and put them in there, usually after the loss, too. That's kind of the, the traditional exit for a wrestler. Do you know that Mary didn't know before last weekend that scuttlebutt was a word? Really? She didn't know. Did, I, did she hear me say it or did you say it? I said it. I use it a lot. But she, so there's a. Like there's, that's kind of a. There's a song in the new. It's a gap. In the new gap, Little right? Mermaid where Scuttle, Scuttle's the bird, the pelican from the Little Mermaid. I don't remember that. Okay. But. And. He sings a song. It's like, what's the scuttlebutt? And Mary's like, well, I thought he was just saying his name. I'm like, well, his name's not scuttlebutt. It's scuttle. She's like, she's like, don't push me on this. She's like, I didn't know it was a word. I'm like, she really, did she get that defensive? No, she oh. yeah, I mean, exaggerated. <laughs> she, she hit you with a frying pan like, or something? I was like, it means gossip. She's like, well, I know what the song means, but I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm just going to let this go. But you should you should have known what that word meant. I'm surprised, yeah. Mary's an well-educated woman. She's she is. Like, she's a doctor. She should have known. But what are you going to do? I mean, I, we've talked about like brain farts, like blind spots in our, our stuff, right? I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I've got a whole show worth. Oh, but. Yeah, I mean, today, what was I, I? I've already forgotten the word that I didn't know that was used in there. Yeah, but that's that's not a, that's not a blind spot. That's like that's like an unco- scuttlebutt's a lot more common word Petri than that. Yeah, it was petrified or something. Chain of armor. So, yeah. Chain of armor. <laughs> isn't that the isn't that the, the one of the guys in Masters of the Universe? Sure. <laughs> 
right, 502-414-1450. We'll get to as many texts as we can before we wrap the show today. You're holding back your depression of Billy Gunn very well. Yeah, thank you. Texture says, Stoop has never been talked about as a top five rapper ever. I mean, why not? The mumble rap, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I don't it's know. It's about the catchy beats and catchy I guess it, 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 it depends on your perspective of when you talk about top five rapper, you're talking about, like, actual ability or just, like, popularity because... I would assume ability. If you're talking popularity, I mean, Snoop has got to be top five, right? He'd be up there. He'd be close. I mean, he's, he's an American icon. He is, but how much of that is about his actual music and, and more about him just being, in like... The character that he pop- is? Yeah. Like he's but his music's still, I mean... Who did not? Who can't go? I mean, I think I knew all the lyrics to Doggy Style when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> Texas, happy you're back, TK. That guy texting in, blaming your lifestyle for being sick, isn't having any sex either. That's probably a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, virgin. <laughs> Texas says, "Did you guys get new computers, or are you getting new computers like you're getting new webcams?" Uh, Did we, we have, claim to get new computers? Well, we're supposed to be getting new That's why we've been over here for the last like two months, isn't it? Because we need to get new computers. And is that do. what they told you? Yeah, it is what they told me. These <laughs> computers were, were all cracked out. They told me something different, but okay. <laughs> and they've been getting a new system, right? The, well, yeah. Well, we're, it's not a new system as much as it's transitioning into the one they're already using over there. Scoot said they are now saying late August. Yeah, that sounds about right. Which it was mid June at first. And now it's that sounds about right too. As long as we're back before football season, I can't tell you. No promises. I tried to pay my tolls online the other day, and it's, it still wouldn't work. I'm like, I'm, I'm still waiting for them to send me a new new to- new new letter. I paid eight dollars to come over here and not do the show. You make me feel bad about that one. We'll like I owe you, you eight dollars. You don't. I'm gonna send It's not even eight dollars toll. It's like it's like eight and change, isn't it? I don't know. I think it's like four seventeen for like or something on here. Yeah. Something random. Texture says, Mr. Throwing Glasses in Houses, huh, Trevor? We really need to get you a book of popular <laughs> phrases and sayings. It's his own book. I'm betting my own stuff. Texture says, shout outs to racing midfielder Ari Borges. I keep seeing her name. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but she did. She plays for Brazil. She had a, a hat trick over the weekend. Is that the one that plays in the Olympics? Well, she's playing in the World Cup right now. World Cup is what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she had a hat trick. She had three goals for Brazil, the current leading goal scorer in the Women's World Cup. Pretty impressive. Nice. Racing Louisville's own. How is the USA doing in that thing? <clears throat> they won their first match 3-0 on Friday, and Savannah DeMello from Racing Louisville did get the start, her first uh, cap, as they say, as a member of the U.S. Women's Now. I guess she, she played the other day. But that would be no cap. No. Cap is just like an appearance. But it's also a lie. But she started for the first time in her first World Cup So game. did she actually start, or was that a lie? She started. Okay. We're using soccer terminology, not slang. <laughs> is there a difference? Yes. Get with it. <laughs> Texture says that reporter also butchered Stellenberger's name. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, you could tell he was reading just like off a bio, too. Yeah, and then implied that he was still alive. <laughs> it was a tough, it was a tough brush. In his fairness, I don't think he knew who Stellenberger was to begin with. No. Texture says, I don't even know what this means. I'm skipping it. Texas. <laughs> okay. Texas, speaking of the American Conference, did you see Penny Hardaway is actively recruiting the kid from New Mexico State who was involved in hazing and got their season canceled? Even for Memphis State, their standards and their standards, that's kind of low. I did not see that. That but, doesn't surprise me one bit. Isn't it? I mean, because I'm pretty sure, because it was three kids that got caught up in this hazing thing. And I know one of them had legit charges pressed against him. I'm, a, I'm hoping it's not that kid. 
but but wasn't there wasn't there like an attempted murder involved in all that stuff? That too? was a different story. That, oh my bad, I'm shockingly sorry. that wasn't the story that got New Mexico State's season canceled. How are we the butt of all jokes? And there's New Mexico State going on with. Well, we scheduled them for this year. We're playing. We're playing them this year. <laughs> yeah, they had they had a Is it New Mexico New Mexico State. I New Mexico State. Okay, okay. So New Mexico State got into a fight with New Mexico players. Got into a fight I'm, with New Mexico students at the New Mexico State New Mexico football game. Okay, yeah, and then they they and tried the, they tried to catfish a guy and the, the, the jump. The New Mexico students, when New Mexico State was getting ready to play New Mexico in Albuquerque, the first of their two games, lured them, like, like lured a kid with the promise of meeting a girl over to the dorms, and then they were going to jump him. Yeah, the I remember that. The kid was apparently ready for it. He got shot, but shot and killed one of the people who was trying to, to jump him, and then two other players who, I guess, drove the kid to this hookup were waiting to pick him back up. They took him away. The, the coaches actively tried to like cover it up a little bit. That didn't get their season canceled. Wow, you mean a school that hired one son had Dave Bliss as their coach and actually trying to do cover-ups? But then one freshman was apparently like like came forward with allegations of pretty gross sexual hazing by three of the upperclassmen. That did get the season canceled. It got the coaches fired, and I think there were charges pressed against at least one of the kids. And now apparently Memphis is, is recruiting one of the kids that had the charges pressed against them. I mean, uh, to, to be a little devil's advocate, I mean, for all we know, the kid was following a tradition that, that was done before him and by, uh, to him and and by many players before him. I don't think that that's a solid excuse. It's like, you think if the I'm if you're going to give me if I'm if I'm going to try to like defend Hardaway to like of why he's giving maybe a kid another shot. If it's an illegal activity, it's an, it's, it's like saying we stab players. My, the whole program we've had a, this quiet culture of stabbing. So if one kid comes forward, it's, it doesn't make it any less illegal that you. I'm just saying, but if, if you can't, the kid, the, the 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 stabber could just be going with the like the the motion of if I didn't do it they were I'd be punished as well type thing peer pressure is a bitch do you hear yourself <laughs> it's not gonna stand up it's not it's not, a, it's not a valid argument I didn't say it was valid I just said if I'm going to play the devil's advocate though I mean there's no de- again if if this kid committed sexual assault you're taking a kid that committed sexual assault. There's no like what, but we we sh- if that's the case, then we shouldn't use the word stabbing as the generalization. Well, I, I was going for something that because apparently sexual assault wasn't enough for you. You had to take it up a notch to something else illegal that was going to resonate with you on a different level. <laughs> Texas, Trevor watched the top ten this weekend. I did. That it's that's the, the, well on Access Network. That was, I think it was the, the top ten in 1983. Is why I had my head probably. Texas do the. Shirts. I do. I do watch those a lot. Texas says, do the shirts smell like the Jeff studio? No, the shirts that we're giving away, they're the, the, the smell good studio. They've got candles there. It's nice. It's very nice. <laughs> very aroma friendly. Yeah. It's, they have not been tainted by the, the Jeffersonville studio, fortunately. Texas, will Master PB playing kickball this year? I'm picturing him not remembering you at all despite being on the realest sports show this side of the That would not shock me. I've, so I've thought about this exact thing. Like, we have talked since the show. We've, we've texted. I've been in touch with his agent. Have you actually him or his agent? Him and his agent. Okay. I've texted with him since then. Can I? Can I just out of curiosity? Can you read some Master P and te- you text like? No, I'm not. Do you, you when you text me like, "What up, P?" It's they're uh, very brief. Okay, I'm just curious. But, so if he does play again this year, I have fully prepared myself for the possibility that he would not remember me despite <laughs> doing a show with me and spending like, that whole week with me doing press. Was he the one that didn't remember the rules or something last year? Last year, no, Master P was just like cheating. He was straight, like he was rolling. Is he the one that he was pitching and he was rolling from like 
three feet away as fast as he could. <laughs> and like the Louisville City FC soccer players were like, can, can he scoot back? I'm like, I'm not telling Master I'm, I'm not in charge. Well, probably because if they kick a ball that close, it probably it hits him. It probably could hurt him. I mean, yeah, it was straight just cheating. I mean, we're going to have to lay the, the law down. Who was the one that made the kick? Was it you or Haskins that like had to call back the call the ball foul? And that was, was me. The, Oh yeah, the video is still out there. Where like, like who, was, who was the who was who was that played? But that wasn't Master B at the plate. No, 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 this was the entire UK team, and like oh, they okay. all like stormed out and got my. And then like Harlow came out, and, and the, the replay showed that I was right. <laughs> That's all that matters. I got the call correct, and then afterwards they're like, "We're trying to like we're trying to get as much run scoring as possible." I'm like, "Well, you didn't tell me that. I'm just trying to." Kendrick was calling everybody safe. I kind of wonder what was going on. And I was like, oh, I was just calling. He, he, knew, he knew he was down with the routine. He yeah. knew what was going on. I was just trying to call the game the right way. You over there just like, yeah, be Mr. Particular. Look, I don't, I don't take any guff. I call a tight game. I call a fair game. I call a clean game. <laughs> Come in with any guff, I'll toss you around. Exact rules over there. <laughs> <laughs> it was foul. It was clearly foul. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty close. You don't even know what you're talking about. I saw the video. Well, the video is, is not even close. Texas, <laughs> did you know that Chris Jones from UofL is on another TBT team? I did see that. Is he? Yeah. He's playing with somebody else. I mean, we don't need any more guards, though, right? Yeah, I have the irony in that. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, I went to Mike Lennings Saturday night, and Coach Brom and company were there. The first thing out of our mouth was, you would have never caught Sat dead at Mike Lennings. Brom is really just a guy from Louisville who just so happens to be a top 15 football coach. The Brahms love Mike Lennings. The Satterfield would never go there, right? They're, I mean, because Patrick's there with them like every week, I feel like. I think, they, I think they go to Mike Lennings like every weekend. I've never been there. You've never been to Mike Lennings? I don't think, I don't know. What, where's it at? It's way out there. But it's. Uh, Can you be more specific? <laughs> way out there. Like way out there? Way out there. Like Cincinnati? We used to go there all the time as a kid. It's, I mean. It closes on like seasonal, right? All I know is we used to go there. It's all, it's all like, like uh, what's that road? Cane Run Road. Okay, I, that's pretty out there. It's out there. But we used to go there all the time as a kid. I just remember I loved their swing sets. They had a bunch of swing sets. That was, that was the big draw for young Mike. Yeah, I wasn't going out Cane Run Road to get food as growing up. My parents loved it. Had no reason to. There was plenty of food out here in East End. Texas says, Trevor, it's the Fed. We got to get it running. The Fed? I don't even know what that means. I'm more worried. Okay. Texas says the dome building, it's the penis building downtown. <laughs> and the Sears Tower is now the Willis Tower. I don't need to know what it is. It's the Sears Tower. I don't Tower. even care what it's called. Yeah, it's the Sears Tower. Well, it's, it's probably had multiple names since then, right? Probably. Was it Now, was it the Sears Tower its original name, or was it something before that? I don't know. It's, it's the Sears Tower. That's all that matters. You've been to the Sears Tower, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think we've discussed that. I should, the only thing that I remember about the Sears Tower, one, I'd never, I guess I'd never been like to a place where the elevations changed that much and my ears popped. Yeah. And like my parents didn't prep me at all. And I was like, what, what is, am I dying? Like what, <laughs> the first time that happens, you're like, what the <laughs> hell is this? Uh, and then I remember there also was a spider on the outside of the Sears tower glass. That's insane actually. And then it rained and it knocked it down. And I was did like, you, Oh, did you no. try to do the Ferris Bueller thing? No, <laughs> I, I was like, 10. I hadn't seen Ferris Bueller at that point. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think it was actually like eight. I wanted to, and they, they yell at you if you try to do that. Well, now they have the like the, the little like glass, like see through where you can like lie down. And, like, it's like it looks like you're like floating. Oh, see, I don't like that. that. Yeah, because uh, you'll see like online like uh, like um, 
pools like that. Like rich people have the right. pool, and exactly. that, that would just freak me out. And I saw one day they had like there's like a small crack in one of the. I was like, nope, nope, not that's enough that's for me to <laughs> never ever set a foot on that thing. Same way. I'm like, what's the risk reward here? Reward? You get like a a cool picture on Instagram that has been taken a million times before. Risk? You're the person who fell through the Sears Tower glass <laughs> and died. <laughs> Well, it's pretty memorable, right? Well, I mean, but you're dead. You don't get to even enjoy it. You don't get to enjoy your fame. I mean, it wasn't going to last that long anyway, but still. still. Texas. I think I guess it was always Sears Tower. I can't find any other name listening for it. <laughs> I don't know why I was curious. <laughs> Texas, explain the physics that you know behind the granny shot. Well, you've got more control. Both hands on the side of the ball. Less yeah. chance of it going left or right. Two, you put the backspin on it so it lands soft on the rim, as opposed to Chinano, which just like throw straight line drives. Pretty straightforward. I mean, when I throw, when I go to throw things away here at the, at the studio, I always go underhanded. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just, yeah. Texture says uh, his mama named him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> Texture says, I assume everyone else assumes that, tr- oh, no, just says, just says no. That was an old text that I was going for at the beginning. He says no. I'm assuming this is in relation to our TBT, like, Oh, is are, are people nervous about it? Yeah, probably no, yeah. Texas, when you look back at this summer of the TBT boys in two more years and still no NCAA tourney appearances, you're going to wish you tailgated outside <laughs> Ring Road for four games, four hours before each game, and took calming edibles before each game. That's where we are now with Cards basketball fandom. I mean, I hope in two years we're not looking back at that. Yeah. I mean, what, what I mean... <laughs> Might be, is, this, is this just TBT teams run? TBT teams run. Good lord, say that five times fast. Is this going to be the highlight of the Kenny Payne era? I hope not. I, I, <laughs> I saw Jason Riley from WDRB put out a poll and was like, "If this TBT team played the current U of L team, who do you think would win?" And it was like, I think it was like ninety-two percent said the TBT team. I mean, in fairness, they are. You're talking about some grown men too, especially yeah. on the inside opposed. And, and to, then it was like, who would win if the TBT team played the current UK team? And it was like sixty forty, the TBT team. I'm like, oh, at least we still won that game. At least they still think we'd win both. <laughs> Texture says, uh, Trevor free R Kelly. It happened to him first. <laughs> I was just I was just trying to show a different point of view, okay? I didn't say you had to agree with it. <laughs> I didn't say you had to, to think it was reasonable. I just giving a different point of view. There, there, you know, people, there are different points of view out there in the world. It's good to at least listen to each one of them, whether you accept it or not. Like sexual assault's okay? <laughs> That's that basically what you're arguing. I was <laughs> not, not necessarily. <laughs> yes. It's, he could have been peer pressured into doing it because that was the the school's tradition. I mean, he's in Albuquerque. There's nothing going on in Albuquerque, okay? Las Cruces. Either there, either. Albuquerque. I've been to both. There's nothing in either one. Like the ABQ. I mean, Albuquerque. The weird thing about Albuquerque is I've, I've actually stayed in Albuquerque. You, there's no like notification. There's no like signs about New Mexico being there. Really? The university. Yeah. Like you would think it would be it's all over city. the. Exactly. I mean, it's the biggest city probably in New well, New Mexico, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, I mean, it's a, not a bad town, but... You want to hear a fun fact? About Albuquerque? About me and Albuquerque. Uh, about both, yeah. I was baptized in Albuquerque. Were you really? I was. Like, in like a river? No, <laughs> in, like, <laughs> in like a church. Why? <laughs> okay, you, <laughs> I was going to say, were you, were you, you were born in 83, I 84. mean... 84. 84, so right after, yeah, okay. Uh, My parents were really good friends with like a pastor 
who lived in Albuquerque, and like they it's a all, baptism. It's not like you have to always like, wanted them to him to, to baptize me. So they drove. We had this big like cross country trip that I don't remember, of course. Well, of I was course, like one, yeah. and I got baptized in Albuquerque. Really, I've got New Mexico. I've got I've got holy New Mexico roots in me. That explains your colorful uh, wardrobes. It does. It explains why I, I, I love the song. You lo- I love turquoise. <laughs> <laughs> I, what can I say? I mean, it, does it surprise you more that I've been baptized? No. You to- I think you've told me that you are. Yeah, I, I just did it because yeah, my grandmother always wanted me to. I, that's what, yeah. Yeah, that was the story that you told. Gave her, gave her something. something. So we got to throw her a bone. She deserved it. Yeah, for sure. That didn't sound right. <laughs> Texture says... Uh, Mike getting baptized <laughs> in the river like Van Alt. <laughs> that's the that's the Boardwalk Empire. Empire yeah, yeah. I, I've barely seen any of the show, but I do get the reference. Yeah, yeah no, I'm glad it worked out better for you than him. Texas says Mike is related to Walter White. Well, I'm alive. <laughs> uh, did, now, what about your brothers and sisters? Were they were they baptized in in, in New Mexico? Uh, I think they all. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know if my brothers are baptized. I know my sister is. She also, has, why did you drive? You know, you could have flown. Well, my parents wanted to do a road trip. It was like their summer vacation, I guess. Like they were doing a big road trip. I don't okay. know if they would have you know, done it in hindsight, but that's what they did. But my sister's younger than me. She was. Uh, she had the standard normal baptism. I think they learned from it was the juice was not worth the squeeze uh, going across country for me. So they fun. realized that her soul wasn't worth saving. It didn't do any good for you. <laughs> Pretty much. I think that's what happened. All right, we gotta get out of here tonight. Uh, about an hour from now, TBT The Ville versus War Ready at Freedom Hall. Trevor. Does the card-heavy team advance to Thursday's game? Are we getting more TBT talk after today? Uh, Cliff Ellis, I hope you uh, are prepared for, because you, your team may be war ready, but you're not ready for this war. Ooh. Yeah, that's called wacky wordplay. What do you want, huh, huh? Um, Louisville wins this game. I don't want to give it a score because I don't know how the, uh, the Elon <laughs> Musk thing is going to work out, but uh, Louisville does advance. Uh, what else has advanced today so far there? I don't know. we okay. got to get out of here. Second, Bruce Pearl. Cards are going to win. Cards by seven. I'm going 78-71. Eat it, Auburn. Uh, go Cards. Go Reds. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Enjoy your Tuesday nights. Go Cards.